This week in league, the entire country of New Zealand declared rugby league kryptonite as the Tamworth Warriors become a competition powerhouse. The Cronulla Sharks dispel all rumours of performance enhancement drug culture in 80 minutes against the West Tigers. Ivan Cleary sends a message to Matt Burton. Less booting sluts and more booting drop goals next offseason. Plus, we look at all the action from round three of the 2020 NRL season. All and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 353 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How are you doing, sir? Well, seeing as I have an undefeated season, I'm doing fucking remarkably. Yes, undefeated uh, by virtue of Edric having hands like feet. Yes, and also <laughs> having shins like head-seeking fucking missiles. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Matt Burton having feet like... <laughs> fucking flippers, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Um, but undefeated. Yeah. Asterisk. No, no fucking asterisk. <laughs> we are undefeated. There is no need for an asterisk. We have not had a defeat. Yeah. Till this week. Um, so, first things up front, though. Uh, welcome to new listeners of the show, because I noticed that Apple Podcasts are, are casting a spotlight on uh, NRL Podcasts. This week they at the are. moment, at the moment, I don't know what the deal is with it, but they've uh, they've, they've put like a featured section for NRL podcast, and uh, they put us in pole position in front of Gus. So uh, let me uh, just say welcome, enjoy yourselves, and uh, we hope you stick around. And um, I'd also like to say welcome to Gus, who obviously listens to his betters mm, uh, to try. I don't know. He says some dumb shit, and he's still saying that shit. Yeah. He's ba- Gus. Gus only listens to he? Oh, he's, okay. he listens to a certain podcast, which is produced by Channel Nine, and <laughs> and 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 it's delivered to him with his paycheck, <laughs> and uh, and perhaps it's a condition of his employment. Um, well, fucking Gus, hurry up and listen and throw off your corporate shackles. Yeah, he'll 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 listen all right, and then he'll, he'll block us on. On, on iTunes, <laughs> just like just like on social media, um, but yeah, as, as the second rugby league podcast ever, and the longest running one by a long, long margin, um, got an amazing community. So yeah, be a part of it. Um, secondly, I would like to take the opportunity to wish James W a very happy birthday. He has been a very long term listener of the show, frequent contributor across uh, all the social media channels over the years from the UK. So hope you're having a wonderful day uh, eating your. Um, unimaginative cuisine washed down by warm beers and uh, end your day off with a nice warm mug of Bovril and not have, taking a bath. Like, Do they have birthday cakes in England? Oh, I'm struggling to so. think of anything in that country that could bring people joy. So I'm sort of thinking that you'd have... I'm trying to think myself. I had a kind of a time And even the there. name, like, wouldn't, like a birthday cake is it just, like, you know, I feel happy just saying it. Yeah. You know, it what's it called? Like it's your like it's your, your name birth, de- your it, name day. It's your birth anniversary porridge. <laughs> yeah. Fucking grey and dismal and Yeah, in conclusion, fuck England. Um yes. <laughs> but not you, James. Or you know, well you too, it's your birthday, so treat yourself. Um news this week. 
the first one that I have here to look at this week is this stuff about streaming uh, with the revelation today that the NRL will block Telstra from streaming rugby league matches from 2023 as the governing body attempts to strike a five-year broadcast extension with nine. Uh, so Telstra are the naming rights partner until 2022, which I guess is why they aren't bringing it forward to the, the yeah. next year. But uh, the code argues that protecting the streaming rights will mark up its value when it returns to the negotiating table with nine as early as next month. So... At the moment, uh, they are prohibited from on-selling in the 2023-20-27 cycle at Foxtel. Yep. Uh, under the new Foxtel contract that the extension that they secured last week. Yep. And, uh, yeah, look, they're going to – to so what's going to happen is Foxtel is going to be streaming all the matches on uh, on, on KO and um, Nine is going to have their matches. But what they're saying is that with this uh, – if they agree to, if Nine agrees to an extension until 2027, then all games will be available through Channel Nine and the Nine Now streaming app. And then um, Telstra customers uh, like myself and like what, like you as well, yeah. And then mm. currently, we you know we access yes. we we stream through the NRL app and we get it free as as Telstra customers with Telstra Live Pass. Now um, they're saying that that can, that competes directly with um, Channel Nine's app Nine Now, and uh, Therefore, they, you know, removing Telstra's ability to do that will make it more valuable to, you know, they can charge nine more money. Of course, nine's paying less money now anyway, and they want to, they, you know, they want to bump them up by actually giving them more hmm. and allowing them to have more for the same or less, I suppose. Um, it's pretty fucking, like, I th- my initial reaction is is obviously very negative to this development as someone who has uh, vocally through the through this show over the last i don't know how many years at least like what three four seasons at least yeah you pretty much watch games exclusively on the nrl app through the telstra live pass this is obviously uh, it affects it affects me and my enjoyment of watching games drastically because it, and it means I'm going to have to put my hand in my pocket and pay some some cunt service that I specifically did it because I didn't want to pay. Yeah. And um I believe I, I think what might happen is I think I'm not sure about this but I I I feel like the Telstra I think the the live passing will still be happening but Telstra won't be able to just throw it in throw it out for people it'll be something you have to pay with the money probably going to you know, fucking KO or, you know, someone. But that Nine Now app... I, I would suggest no. Like, it doesn't... Ex- because the thing is, the, tel- the, the Telstra the Telstra live passing is a, is, a, is a benefit to the Telstra customers. But if you're not a Telstra customer, what, you've got to pay some sort of yearly subscription to that, don't you? Yes, you do, to get NRL live. Yeah. Because that's actually through the NRL... That's it. App though too. Yeah, so it's exactly. not like so they, you know, the NRL app isn't so what, going anywhere. What it is at the moment, and there's a couple of different pieces to this. Mm. Right? Telstra are the technology partner to the NRL. If you notice, if you go to all of the clubs mm-hmm. and their websites, yeah, they're all yeah, they're all exactly the same, the same CMS, yeah. and they're all run or maintained by Telstra. Yeah, centrally. Yeah, that's it. Now this is an interesting scenario, and it's. One of those ones that I encourage people to actually have a look, have a deep dive into it, and then think about it a little bit before you make your make your your snap judgments. And I'll refer you a little bit about what's happening in America at the moment. 
I don't know whether you've seen, but uh, there's a few people that are um, out demonstrating <laughs> in America. Uh, and also, funnily enough, in New Zealand. Big protests. No well, social distancing. Well, I mean, they've defeated Corona, so they can. Yeah, true. They haven't opened their borders up. So... I guess they can for now. Now, there were people last week in America mm-hmm. that were doing that very typical American thing and going, oh, my freedoms. Yeah. My freedoms is yeah. hurting. Yeah. Because they were told, stay in the fucking house. Yeah. There's a pandemic. And now they're telling people to stay in they, their fucking houses or they'll shoot them. And, well, now those same people are going, well, well, uh, there is a curfew, so <laughs> y'all need to stay inside. Yeah. Because my freedoms mean that I'll stay inside. Because there's a curfew, and being free means respect and government. And part of freedoms is the is the police having the freedom <laughs> to shoot anyone who doesn't get back inside. That's, a, now, I don't remember voting for a disease, so that is not a reason to have no freedoms. I, I heard that, uh, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that they've... Over the last like week, they've had a, another spike, like nineteen thousand new COVID Fucking cases. <laughs> Fucking just that cl- that country is just the fucking St George Dragons of countries. Like there, really? there was a, there was a time and there a, was a glo- fucking, there was a glorious era. Yeah, they had were, a good run. There were some black and white photos where they did some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a couple of guys with yeah. names that you sort of chuckle at now that yeah. that were pretty fucking heroic. But now they're just a disease-ridden fucking rape fest. <laughs> Fuck. <Yeah. laughs> so, to get back to the stream. Yeah, back to the real story. <laughs> a little while ago, when there were, there were signs that uh, Nine and Fox wanted to curtail the NRL having its own independent streaming arm, yeah. people were, and I'll add rightfully so, up in arms about that, saying that they shouldn't be given control of it, they shouldn't be allowed to to dismantle it or to force it to close or to, to stop the NRL from investing in it. Because these are all the things that were in the news. Yeah. What actually happens here is that Foxtel, so Foxtel purchase the, uh, the rights from the NRL. They pay mm-hmm. the NRL for the rights. They then on sell those rights yes. to Telstra. Correct. Now, there's a little bit of, you know, internal fuckery because Telstra owns a certain percentage. 30, 30, 35%, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, still, you know, own, ownership doesn't mean that you can shuffle money between entities. There yeah. still needs to be proper yep. separation. Uh, but th- there would be favourable conditions and there's obviously tax benefits for the expenses and so forth. So Foxtel are selling the rights to Telstra. Mm-hmm. Telstra can then do what they want with it. Yeah, and they're choosing obviously to provide it as a and as they a, a value added service for the people who choose them as their telecommunications carrier. Yeah. So what this does is allows the NRL to say no, no, no. All all they've done is banned Fox from selling it to Telstra. Mm-hmm. Telstra can then go to the NRL and say, well, we would like to bid for digital rights, and then if the NRL's smart, they'll take that as actual true competition. They now have Fox and Telstra and Nine. So if the NRL is smart about this, this is actually a good move and it brings three negotiators to the table instead of the two that they've had previously. I'm not sure how strong the third would be because they would technically in some aspect be negotiating against their own interest by competing with Fox. 
Um, but it's actually a step towards, or on the surface at least, a step towards the NRL maintaining control of that. And if that means that it can get more money out of nine rather than Fox getting money out of Telstra mm-hmm. and the NRL missing out on the money for that st- those streaming rights, uh, then I can't be unhappy with that. Yeah. It will mean shit I, things like Channel 9 commentary teams. I, I, don't think that, I don't think that's necessarily the way. That, that I don't, what, cause, because what's going to happen is they're not going to get more money. They're going to get more money under 2020 under 2020 criteria they're going to get mm. they're going to get more money which I guarantee will be in combination with the uh, the, the the rights for the free to air games that combination will be less than what they were paying before for it, both they're going to get the digital they're going to get the digital for less than free you know compared to what they were paying up until this year yeah but you can't make a comparison between what they were paying up until this year and what they will do you could make a comparison between what they would have done next time and what they will do with the digital in there. Yeah, but as I was saying, I mean, like the, the, the cash the cash was the cash, and what's going to happen is the NRL is going to have end up with less cash from Channel 9, but Channel 9 is going to have the digital pie completely to themselves to do what they want. Now, as someone who has, like, I don't watch a lot of free-to-air television. However, having children who are into two TV shows that both happen to be on Channel 9 and ran back-to-back and currently into the second one now... yeah. Fucking the Lego Masters show into the voice. I've got extensive experience watching because we do use the because we don't watch it live. We usually watch it like some of it live, and then the kids have to go to bed, and then you know then watch the next the next day. Yeah, and so watching through that nine now app, and it is a fucking punish. The app, yeah, it is. It's yeah, it'll 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 boot you out. Um, and yeah. this is and admit and like live. It's probably not as bad, especially in the case of um. Li- well, sorry, not live, not not watching TV as it is live, but live sport, for example, it probably won't be as bad because they're going to have to throw back from commercial when they have to throw back from commercial because mm-hmm. the game is the game. Yep. So it'll probably be you know more time. But if you want to watch them, if you want to you know play catch ups on games and things like that, get ready for a fucking bad time of like five minutes of fucking ads every really? every break. And Fuck. and and unskippable ads because it's like you because know because it's commercial yeah and television. like and what if you miss the second half of a game you say you know, I'm gonna okay I watch the first half I'll go back tomorrow and I'll start at halftime or yep. no you can but you have to go wherever you fast forward through yep. through you got to watch this fucking block of unskippable ads and then you're like oh fuck I've got to go another twenty meters 20, 20 minutes so you scroll forward another block of unskippable yeah. ads. And when you're in the when you're in the the non live version when you when you're watching something on their schedule, then it, it's like you get like three ads in a row that are exactly the same ad. Mm. I just keep repeating it five times in a row. Like it's it's not a fucking uh, it's not the premium service that that uh, you would be accustomed to as a as a Telstra customer using the uh, the live pass over the last couple of years. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. And yeah, and like you said, you know, Channel Nine commentary teams and. And what he, and I guess well I guess it's going to probably be the same except you're going to have yeah because Channel Nine is not going to be calling every game anyway no so they're probably going to have to do something the digital rights mean that they uh, you know they get the Foxtel you know feed or you know whatever for those games but um, yeah and that would be interesting I'm just thinking of other it's just a lot of who, who fucking history. knows how it's going to work yet but um again I'm choosing to light a candle here mm. and. 
You're choosing, you're choosing to suck Volandi's dick like a fucking hooper. Fuck. That's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever been called. <laughs> Your hair's starting to fall out as we speak. Like that's, that's- it's, like that, it's like that movie where that kind of home improvement where, where, where he turns into Santa Claus and he just starts- <laughs> Well, that one movie with The Rock where The Rock turns into- It's very it's uncontrollable. Your hair's just starting to fall out. You're starting to get this- Cunty look to your face. <laughs> yeah, no. That is the worst thing that I've ever been called. Uh, and I once went to a costume party as a person that didn't didn't much care for Jews. <laughs> and all night people were screaming out, hey, that person. Yeah. And this is worse than that. Well. Um, but again, if it takes away... The ability for Fox to on-sell the game. Yep. And opens up the NRL to having a little bit more control or, or having value in the digital product, then that's a good thing. I want them to know the value of the digital product. Yes. And I'm I am not really convinced hoping, that they do. I'm convinced Volandis does. Because one thing that he seems to do is come out and say a bunch of stuff yeah, and then and then sort of gauge the response and and tail well, his, his well, next knowing move. Knowing full well that he's going to do something different. Yeah. Uh, because he's figured out that saying a bunch of stuff placates the the hordes mm-hmm. for a little while. Or in this case, fr- gets them frothing up. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just wait and see how this one pans out. There's a little while to go yet. Yeah, I mean, if the NRL actually know the value of the, and I'm not convinced they do, if they know the value of the digital and are able to extract full return on that value, then mm. then great. Yeah. Um, but for a for a diminished service, get fuck yeah. out of here. And the other thing is, as long as the NRL continues to have. NRL life, I'd happily pay for that. Mm-hmm. I, I get it for free now as a Telstra customer. Well, actually, it actually does say here that um, where the fuck is it? Um, there's something about channel. There's a channel nine where there's something about channel nine not being happy about the fact that um that the Telstra weren't obliged to charge a fee for it as well. So they're saying, okay, so if they don't have if they're not charging a fee for it, then that's a preferred option for. Yeah, people to it. use and drives them away from our, well, our so again, line now. You know. It's not that they're not charging a fee. It's tells for yeah. free to decide their own fucking cost model. Yeah, exactly. And and how they, much of their margin they can give away with things like promotions and free yeah. offers. So fuck off, nine. And I mean, like, you know, when you go into those Telstra thanks stuff, I mean, they yeah. they throw out a lot yeah. of fucking stuff, like for, free for, movie tickets. And yeah, shit. they throw a lot of stuff to people who are uh, you know on their service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next. Hilarious article through the week about the dragons, and I could not fucking believe it, but it's just too good. Where it said that uh, dragons coach Paul McGregor was furious after a Red V training session last weekend, which saw a team of reserves and development players pump the majority of the St. George Illawarra side that lost to the Warriors. The dragons were humbled by the injury stricken Warriors, as we'll get to later. Yes, um, they were. The warning signs were there, though, last Saturday in Wollongong at training. Sources close to the Dragons say that a starting side, including the likes of Paul Vaughan, Cameron McGuinness, with a halves pairing of Ben Hunt and Corey Norman, were beaten by three tries against the ragtag B team, boasting Adam Clune and Jack DeBellin as the halves. 
The reserves were said to have battered the starting side through the middle and showed much more desire and an attitude to win. Uh, it's understood that the stood down De Bellin led the charge, while Corbin Sims showing in the, in the training run saw him force his way into the starting side for the woeful defeat to the Warriors. So um, <laughs> that was the first part. Of the, like, I just love that they're so fucking bad. They're losing to their B team in training with a fucker, with a rapist who's not a ball playing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not a fucking playmaker. Yeah. Guiding the team to victory against their first string guys. But then I love this line that they also put in there. They didn't have to put this in here, but I love that they did. With the Dragons handed a relatively straightforward run, Bulldogs, Sharks, and Titans over the next three games, McGregor has a chance to rectify his side's slow start. So not only is this article terrible for fucking Dragons and their fans to read, also it's interesting to note that Sharks... You have now been relocated in the pecking order, and you are now a Titans, Dragons, Bulldogs team. <laughs> You're one of those. <laughs> so you, fucking, you are back to where you belong. Exactly. So gobble it up. It was a. It was, like, it was a nice. You got yourself a ring. Yeah. It was a glorious couple That's of it. years. That's it. But uh, just like your your uh, your master of L's. Yes. Yeah, now he's now he's gone. He didn't take the the final L with him, and in fact, the L's of the curse of L's will be raining down you as you contend for the spoon with these other three sides. It seems to me you've lived your life like peptides in the wind. How do peptides in the wind go exactly? Well, they're never knowing where to inject <laughs> when the L's come in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like you to be the cunt I hate most, but Robbie's the king. <laughs> Your peptides burned out long before the winning ever did. The schnitzels, <laughs> <laughs> the schnitzels ever did. And it seems to me live your life like a schnitzel in the wind. Oh, Shane Flanagan, of course, is a defensive coach. He's currently under un, uh, under a, a ban from head coaching. If that ban does not elapse, he can't coach a, a head coach aside until the twenty twenty two season. So next, uh, well, you know, two years from now. Mm. So there's been talk that perhaps his ban may be shortened, or that would be the biggest fucking cuck move. Oh uh, yeah, if it was just. Look, this guy's been banned for systemic rorts of fucking drug um, laws. Yep. Rules, whatever the fuck. Uh, But because he was smart enough to be employed by a coach that was sitting on an ejector chair (laughs) with a fucking button ready to be pressed. Well, he's sitting on a, a grenade yeah. with the pin so he was lying smart, three yeah. feet away on the ground. <laughs> like he's smart enough to be behind the guy most likely to get fired. Yeah. Uh can can we please shorten his ban? What fucking seriously? Did you see the stuff about the Gus review? No. They were saying that like they they identified all these issues with the club but they didn't have the money to rectify any of them. I think they couldn't like they couldn't afford to to march Mary. Oh, like for payouts. Like pay they are out. they are so fucked. Like as a club, you know, financially, roster wise. They've got they, they Gus came in and they identified all these problems and then identified the fact that they can't afford to rectify any of them. Fucking hell. So Dragons 
So is this why they didn't kick up? Like they didn't seem to be much of a fight to keep Frizzle. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I would have. That's that's just what I would assume. But um, they're but, saying that uh, that Wayne Bennett could come to the club as he's, as, uh, as McGregor's replacement next year if uh, if they have a poor season this year, which seems to be inevitable. Uh, and then I've also said that the English national team coach Sean Wayne and their current assistant coach Dean Young have also been thrown into the ring as cost-effective options. That's it. Young has done a long apprenticeship as a junior coach. and uh, So let's not bet around the fact that Flano is heir apparent. It's now just about the timing. Correct. Looking at this, they have their soft caps for football departments now. Mm -hmm. So you would assume that um, the NRL would have visibility over payments to footballing staff. Mm-hmm. That is the only thing that could stop them just putting fucking anyone in there. Like they they could put in you, yeah, as and, head and, coach and of pay the me, yeah, and pay me like barely anything or you know whatever. However, that's what the NRL would then take issue with. Hang on, your defensive coach is on yeah. two hundred a year, yeah, and your head coach is on a hundred, yeah. That doesn't seem right to us. And trying to set up like a figurehead, like a yeah, you know, head coaching it. name only. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, why haven't they gone that way anyway? It's an interesting decline, and you can point to State of Origin twenty eighteen. Oh, you can point to like Wayne Bennett leaving them. <laughs> like they they went down the shitter. That very he was still there. Yeah. Like he announced yeah, it kind yeah, of yeah. like April or May that yeah, you know that, that season in like twenty eleven. Oh yeah, if you and, want to go back that far, you yeah. can. I mean, they've been fu- they've been fucked ever since. Well, remember, remember in eighteen mm. that they were the pioneers, and this this is where and I'm not trying to defend Mary here because he's obviously a less than impeccable coach. But that year, it was the Dragons and the Warriors, mm-hmm. and they were the teams that pioneered this new brand of fuck the wrestle, take quick hit ups. Ball to your knees, get up, lightning fast, play the balls. Then one out runs in behind the markers and just marching upfield, marching upfield and constantly having the defense, you know, similar to what the six again rules done a couple of times this week. And then as soon as their prominent forwards made the origin team, they fell apart. And it was almost as if you could see that that's what they were trying to do and that's what they were working towards. And once they had that. Yeah. You know. Hmm. We shall see how it goes. Um, what else have we got here? Suley. Moses Suley knocked back a $2 million deal from St. George. In related news, uh, Suley knocked back a $2 million deal to recommit to Manly for half that amount. Jesus. So uh, Suley uh, re-signed for Manly for additional two seasons, knocking back a $2 million three-year contract with the Dragons. And uh, just another blow. And uh, apparently he was deep in negotiations with the Dragons before COVID forced the NRL competition to be suspended. Yep. But uh, it's a show of faith in Seagulls and their coach, Desi, and for, you know, for saving him from the crossroads after you know his less than stellar demises at the West Tigers and the Bulldogs. Yes. So uh, Desi fixes again. And uh, Desi's, well, he's fixed Sully. Sully is, a, is not a work in progress. He's a fixed... And now Desi's moved on to his next project, which is also showing extremely promising fucking signs on the weekend. Nice. In the fixing of Danny Levi, <laughs> who was fucking 
great. He wasn't that great in the first two rounds, but he was fucking great last week. So, uh, has Ladigo, you boy, as always. That's it. Now, do you have any other news things you want to talk about? No, nah, not really. Um, there's a lot of things like the, the the rule changes and things like that. Believe me, we'll get to the way I've got the recaps laid out here. We'll do the games and um, following the games. Then if you have any thoughts that you want to uh, add on the uh, the rule changes and, and just the, that general side of things, yep. then we can just sort of finish up the round with yep. that. Sounds wonderful. Okay, recaps. So, let me scroll back up this document. I just went too far. Thursday night, we had the uh, the Parramatta Eels, 34, defeating the Broncos, 6 at Suncorp. Um, the Eels, 34, came from tries to uh, New Corre, Sivo, Gutherson, Jennings, Sean Lane, Wanga Blake, Moses, 5 of 6 conversions, and the Broncos, a try to Brody Croft, and a conversion to Jermaine Asako. So, a high-quality game to start off round three. And by high-quality, I mean the Broncos getting anal. <laughs> <laughs> but, to be fair, and, and, and look, this is, this is a template that all bar two games followed uh, on the weekend. Yes. Teams with a fast start, punishing the other team. We get to halftime with one team you know, barely hanging in there. So, Second, yeah, the, the scoreboard then, showing a close game, yeah, but the action showing a different story, yeah. And then, uh, and then that team, yeah, with two exceptions, the team that went in with the the halftime advantage ultimately had the game kind of wrapped up and finished by around the sixty minute mark. Yep. Um, this was the obviously the first prototype because it was actually like a fucking tight struggle through the first half and for you know for quite a large portion of the game. And then, you know, Parramatta came out in the second half. They clicked it, you know, exactly into gear where they needed to be. And it was kind of over by the 60th minute. And then it went yeah. to a really terrible, scrappy, like 15 minute sort of period there yeah. where both teams were just dropping the ball and, yeah. you know, wherever they were on the field in attacking defense. Um, but the Eels, I mean, they, they look like they adapted well to the new regime, you know, uh, early on. And I guess a lot of that is, um, not so much game plan and, and coaching as well as like a the, just the natural ability of the players and things like yeah. that as well, I think. Yeah. Um, Look, I think the Eels were were very well drilled, and this is what we were saying before the round, mm-hmm. that the teams that came out and impressed this week would be the teams that were exceptionally drilled yep. and fairly disciplined. And the Eels looked like they had more focus and they looked like they had uh, more accountability to each other than I've seen out of them in recent times. They were absolutely fantastic with their opening. Yep. And that made them the recipient of the first couple of six again calls. And that first try came exactly off that. That's it. And bear in mind, these two teams were, you know, at the – if there was a disadvantage, they were at it for being the first cab off the rank. Everybody else got a chance to see how the six again unfolded. Yep. And to make any tiny adjustments that they could or, or thought was necessary. Um. For the Broncos, the it's an interesting story for them at the moment. Um, 
Crofts come in and and has really taken that team as his. It seems. Yep. And he looks dangerous. He does. You know, and that, that try score was fucking great. It was a gorgeous fucking half try. Mm-hmm. The just the show the go put on just enough pace to be dangerous over ten meters and and get yourself over. But if I'm Paul White, I'm wondering why the guy that I'm paying a million bucks a season to, yeah, isn't that guy? Isn't that guy? Yeah, you know, Brody Croft. By it hasn't rights, been that guy for like four years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but Croft wasn't bought there, you know, to to be the match. He was winner. there. He, he was there to be a, a second guy, so Milford would have more time and not be the focal point of the defense. Exactly, and yeah. he was to take the pressure off. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Yep. He's he's got a Melbourne Storm bred kicking game, mm-hmm. uh, and he was there to take end of set pressure off Milford and let Milford do his fucking runny spin around thing. Yeah, but he was fucking missing. Milford yep. was nowhere to be seen. The only thing I remember Milford doing was bombing that try. Yeah, and then we had another bomb for try from Fluffy as well. Yeah. You know, towards the end, and in what was a closely fought first half, the Broncos could have been three tries to two at half time. Yeah, that's very a easily because, story. because those tries were like they weren't those ones like oh they had a chance but they just missed out no they fucking actually just dropped them they yeah. both just dropped yeah. it it was bombed like hundred percent tries like hundred percent. Um, I, I I thought another feature of the game was the absolutely fucking clueless defense of Katoni Staggs. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the, he's one of the worst defenders I've seen in a fucking long time. Like I mean he's taking me back like he, he's taking me back to the glory days of Blake Ashford. <laughs> In that try that that try that uh, Gutherson scored, where he sort of just drifted over and then yeah. just sort of show and go, and yeah. Stags had his back turned to him yes. when he ran past him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like Stags started off well, like he had that great break down the down the field, and he looked like a genius. But yep, fuck, <laughs> his defense yeah. was literally the losing of the game for yeah. them. For, there was there was situations there where he yeah he he dropped the ball not far out um, no no he picked it up no, no someone else dropped the ball and he picked it up in an offside position giving away a penalty and then immediately like the, the next set he coat hanged someone and and got another penalty missing tackles fucking he just just hopeless. There's, there's some bright sides here for Brisbane like there were periods where their goal line defence put up with some pretty fucking serious pressure. Yeah, and, I feel like that was all in that period though, where held. they were like both teams were were just yeah, you know, but playing shit out. Build on anything for next week? Yeah, th- those are the. It's not our job. It's not our job to to fluff their fluff their bums and like no, say, it's look, it's going to be all it's, right. It's not our Broncos fans. Fans. It's going to be all right. And, no, and this, that's not our job. Our job is to tell you you're fucking pumped. <laughs> <laughs> it will not be all right when Michael Jennings looks like a fucking crafty veteran master. Out there, oh, slicing, <laughs> drifting across and slicing through, and oh. yeah. <laughs> drawing in three defenders for that was that was Jesus great. Who was Christ. who? Who was on his right? Was that Madison? That was that was like because because yeah. when he drifted across, there was a player there that ran a line through a yeah. gap, and the Broncos just like, oh yeah, he's just going to short pass to the big guy and just put him through under yeah. the sticks. No, I'm going to go myself because yeah. you're dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're dumb. Um, but the thing about Parramatta, and, and I looked at this in contrast with a lot of the other games, if you look at their end of sets, they have, I would suggest, the most balanced halves combination in the league at the moment. And by that I mean, Moses is going, if, if someone needs to take the game by the scruff of the neck, it's going to be Moses. Mm-hmm. 
and he's trying his little fucking ex-Tiger heart out at the moment. He's looking for runs, and that's the other thing that seems to be a, a difference in the teams that are winning and winning well. But on his left, Brown's a genuine attacking threat. Yep. And so whilst you know that Moses is going to be the focal point, you probably think there are genuine attacking threats on the left. And that's where you've also got Jennings and Sivo, Mm -hmm. who are dangerous as well. Yeah. So teams playing Parramatta can't afford to discount one side of the attack over the other or plan for for attack down one side most of the night. So, um, yeah, they look good, the Eels. Okay, um, you got the tweets, haven't you? Getting into tweets. Yep. On Twitter, Alpha Ben RL said, uh, "Milf fluffed that try worse than stepdad fluffs a milf." Nice play on words, but you don't fluff milfs. Is your is a milfs really your brand though? No, they're not. Yours are more like like milf aged. Yeah, childless who couldn't get it together for whatever reason because they're fucking crazy. Mine, mine are just fucking <laughs> damaged goods, train wrecks with daddy issues. That's my brand. <laughs> it's French for mmm. Uh, at B.43, old Ben Dunn said, Gutherson, it's French for fraud. Nice segue. Uh, Big T at the biggest tiger on Twitter said, "Fuck, this is fucking great." Was football always this great? Yes, it was. Yeah, it's now just different. Uh, at underscore JDHD forty four on Twitter said that was the most enjoyable game I've seen in years, purely because the commentators didn't have time to bitch out the refs every five seconds. At Christian Lynn seventy four on Twitter said Jennings does not score that try without the new rules tied forwards maybe frittata forwards. People get tired at the end of in, <laughs> at the end of games. Anyway. They do, they do. Um, I don't super fan. Any of these people falling for that. At goddamn Gunner said I've peaked too early. Papi, paprika everywhere. Is this what Nirvana feels like? There you go. Uh, at Big Del Boy forty six on Twitter. Said Seabold's excuse that refereeing was a cause for the defeat shows he is out of his depth, given it's his team and a roster he has helped build. A man under pressure. I'm sorry, I didn't watch their pre- the post-match mm. press conference. Is that what he said? Mm. Or implied. He implied in what way? The, the, the rule changes or the referees didn't referee the Broncos fairly? No, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much a, like a legit ref's fault. Yeah. But more just oh, saying it was a factor. Yeah, without it's, being it's new, and we're still yeah. trying to understand. And yeah, right. So the old coaches thing of trying to take the focus off your players. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure they'd be teaching that at Harvard. At many faced God double zero on Twitter said L's far too good. Love the pace of the game. Wonder if getting an early start is more crucial now because of lack of fatigue in the one ref system. Is it too fast for one ref? Maybe too early to tell. Hmm. I I understand that I understand mm. that as a as a Friday night tweet. Yep, I would agree. I think it unfolded a little bit, you know, differently. It wasn't quite like that the rest of the round. Yeah, but um, yeah. Um, and uh, last word goes to a Broncos fan close to our hearts at Toto in the Facebook group. I have a feeling, for fuck's sake, Darius, will be used <laughs> a lot this year. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, you've got, you've got Stags on one side of the field and Fluffy on the other side of the field, and, and, and Fluffy's actually looking sharp yeah. in defence yeah. compared to the- That's it. <laughs> He's done I mean, the, the reverse Latrell. He has. Uh, the Cowboys, 36, defeated the uh, Gold Coast Titans, 6, up at the- I still I still haven't felt like I settled on a, on a name for the Queensland Country Bank Stadium just yet. We call bed. it the bedpan because it looks like a giant bedpan. I'm good with that bedpan. Okay, so uh, we had a double to Hampton. Uh, Justin O'Neill, uh, a try. Reese Robson with a double. Uh, Felt with a try. Holmes, five of six conversions and a penalty goal. Titans had a try to Brian Kelly and a conversion to Ash Taylor. And like that Brian Kelly try was fucking great. That was. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I mean, he made Felt and, and Val look fucking stupid. Yes, he did. Like, it was great yes. sleight of hand yes. and just speed just to, to turning circle or, and you know, get around yeah. and around. I mean, fucking great. Yeah. But that was literally the only highlight yeah. <laughs> for the Titans it in this was game. Literally. So, this game, and, and like it's going to be a theme over at least at least a couple of games this round, but this was a, this was actually despite that, despite the utter, the utter ineptitude and, and inability of the Titans to produce anything. Mm. It was actually a tight game. Like mm. it was, it was a tight game. Yep, for a long time, and yep. you know, and they went into the halftime break, and it was one of these. It was still, it was fairly, you know, evenly poised. The Titans didn't look completely out of it at all. No, nope. I mean they weren't really generating attack, but it was only like fourteen six or something. So mm. you know they were well in it until the second half, where the Cowboys just absolutely obliterated them, and all of a sudden Valentine Holmes just like that was the half of football where he arrived. He came back from New York, he, like he literally arrived back from New York at halftime. Yeah. Got off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> get to the ground at halftime and he was back. They've quarantined his football ability. Physically, he looked much better. Yep. He looked much fitter. I did, yep. well, well, I didn't once think, oh, wow, he's, you know, fatigued or yeah, out of shape or anything. Out of place. Yeah. And his passing touch, like, like either through quick passing or just like tapping the ball on, yeah. you know, flicking it on, he was fucking amazing. Mm hmm. Like, amazing. It, I did feel a bit sorry for the poor old fucking Titans. Why? Don't, weakness. Don't feel sorry for the Titans. Well, they've put up with a lot of shit about having no culture, about having fucking wags getting more attention than their football club and anti-vaxxers and people hating children and all what that What part shit. of this haven't they done to themselves? True. They've waited so long for rugby league to be back. Yeah. Their first set, yeah. Peachy knocks on. Yeah. First fucking set. Yeah. Second, first, same as first. <laughs> That's it. And, <laughs> and it, it didn't stop from there. Yeah. And it seems to be this reoccurring theme with the Titans, and we've said it before, but the more things change, they're a team where individual fuck-ups happen at the worst possible time, and then the team pays the price for it. Yeah. You know, it's shit like... There was that period where the cows had a couple of really you know, nothing sets. They yep. had some repeat sets. They really weren't building any pressure. There was yep. no direction in the attack of what the Cowboys were doing. And the Titans weathered the storm. And then Fogarty knocks on and tackles zero. Yep. Yeah, it's, yep. it's just typical Titans. They do yep. something great as a team and yep. get through a tough situation. Yep. And then an individual fucks up something simple and takes away all the good work. Yep. Um, Granville, uh, I I think, you know, what, what do you do with with Granville if you're the North Queensland coach? I don't know. I mean, I, look, look. I mean, the, I, I think the the Cowboys were surprisingly impressive yeah. so at this point. Yeah, 
I'm not going to fuck with the Cowboys <laughs> at all. I don't but, sorry, do you make Greenville your starting hooker? <sighs> Given that well, fast starts now are so important? If Granville was, like, if I had some sort of assurances that Granville was going to stay the 2015 you know, or, you know, like that sort of like vintage. Given what we saw out of Robson. Like, Rob, Robson, I mean, what a, what a fucking way to announce yourself. Yeah. You know, so, look, I think I think Granville, I mean, he has, he's been on the, I feel like he's been on the edge for, like, yeah. at least a season. But, know, with, but the fact that there was no feasible replacement for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, probably took the pressure off. Yeah. But like, I mean, Robson's announced himself and, you know, do you, I don't think they make changes like right away mm. because, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a whole, it's a new format. Yeah. And it was the Titans. Yeah. Et cetera. Okay. Um, but, mm. yeah. Eventually, eventually, look, if this keeps happening, yep. then it's obvious that there's not going to be a decision to be made. Yeah. It's, you know, the decision that, yeah. yeah, Robson makes the decision himself. I just like the fact that the Cowboys, you know, um, really had a better energy about them. And yeah. a lot of the stuff that you see in the Titans is is just that attitude stuff. Like there was a period where they were just trying to throw offloads. Yep. And offloads are incredibly damaging, mm-hmm. especially now with this six, six again rule where, yeah. where staggered defensive lines or people offside can be such a risk to defending teams. Yeah. But there's those two states of mind. When you receive an offload, there's the pass first and the run first. Yeah. And Pete's, every time he got an offload, would look around him and often yeah. would literally stand there and, and turn wait to see in who two gonna, directions yeah, yeah. to see who he's going to throw a pass to yeah. instead of that run first mentality, yep. uh, which is what I think the Gold Coast surely needs. So, uh, still a bit to work on for the cows. You're right. It was just the Titans, but a, a good a good first hit out after the break. And was the in the second half? And it's a feature of the teams that looked great this week. It was teams that actually had structure in attack, yeah, and could maintain a bit of shape and depth into yep. their attack. They were the teams that did well. I mean, the and the Cowboys did that well in the second half. Yes, not as well in the first half. Yeah. Eels did it all well all game. Yep, and you know, not many other sides really like you know looked that settled because like the, the Titans in contrast, they looked like, you know, you saw some, some, I saw some co- commentary around the round saying that, Oh, this new system, you know, it encourages less sort of set pieces and more like, you know, heads up play and playing what you see and all that sort of stuff. I don't necessarily agree with that, but it does mean that the players who actually, the teams that have some structure, who said that like just fuck fucking sake. just, they you know what out there, that's the same sort of dumb cunt opinion. Yeah. As tries from kicks don't count. Well, it's the same stuff. It's the same dumb kind of opinion as oh, the little guys back in the yeah the game. I saw I saw I saw a graph from uh, from uh, Pythago NRL, um, and it was talking about production by playmakers, mm. meaning six, seven, or or nine. Yeah, and there was less than and it was measured basically round three over the yep. last couple of years. Yep, and it was actually less. But you know they the Channel Nine people want to you know want to push the narrative of oh, the little man little back, man's in, back in the game fatigues in the game you know so the little man's come yeah. back in the game. no no yeah. no he hasn't that's it no he hasn't he was always there hmm. exactly yeah. the same yeah <laughs> it's fucking- <It> is. <laughs> fuck up <laughs> yeah that's it um, but yeah no the the point of rugby league is to score more points than your opposition and yeah. any way you get points is a valid fucking option mm-hmm. um, you know I I have looked at 
and wondered often what would happen if teams set up for a field goal every time they were at the 20. Yeah. Given that you get try some kicks thing. I mean, like remember when, when like it was when Penrith were years doing ago it. When, when Penrith yeah when Luke Walsh was in the halves yeah and he couldn't run because he was just fucking busted. And that's that year they got to the finals when they got knocked off by Canberra at home after and, they took out East. Yeah, yeah. and so that, yeah, that, yeah. Guess what? If you can score a, kit, a try every time you fucking no, put the- it wasn't Luke Walsh. It was it, it was the year Jamie because that was the year you're talking about is Jamie Soward. Yeah, okay. Um, and then it got in his head. And he stopped. Yeah. Fucking in the finals. Man. Yeah. After you got to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> doing <Yes>. that thing. <laughs> Tweets. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, sorry. One thing. Drinkwater had some moments last year, but I mean, he's looking pretty fucking solid now. Yeah. Fucking is. And a couple of comments in here about that too. But uh, at Tim Gradio on Twitter said, Jai Arrow has gone full Don Mattingly. And for those of you that aren't rolling around with laughter right now because of that obscure fucking reference. That was a baseball player that had large sideburns. Yeah. Mm. And and more specifically, people who don't watch baseball know that because because of the Simpsons softball episode where yes. Mr. Burns brings in a team of ringers and, Mattingly, and and Mr. Burns keeps telling Mattingly to shave his sideburns and to the point where he actually shaves them down to skin and he still gets told to shave his yes. sideburns. Yeah. Uh, at Ollie George underscore on Twitter said, whenever I moan about the Bulldogs and how shit we are, I watch the Titans and feel slightly better. Even though we'll probably lose to them anyway. Fuck, you're in a dark place, brother. You're in a dark place. (laughs) Uh, uh, Old Egg Council Creeper at under underscore score three. Ooh, I do love me a good Friday night titty smacking. Hashtag tits got fucked. There you go. How clever. Uh, Michael in the Facebook group said, I hope the Cowboys keep playing Clifford and drink water together. Morgan can go stand in the centres when O'Neill is injured. (laughs) Uh, Matt, or Hammers, as he's known uh, in the Facebook group, look, we should have lost by much more. I'm going to light a candle and look at the small improvements. There's a few, and it's happening. It's a long road, but we will become less shit. I challenge him to itemise. So it actually says, we will be... Cumless shit. <laughs> yes, that's right. Cumless shit. <laughs> I've never heard a better way. <laughs> better descriptor of the times. Cumless shit. <laughs> um, his friend in misery, Norts, in the Facebook group said, fuck rugby league. Uh, ben Eden in Facebook. JT with a casual 200 metres in the second half. He's loving them. I mean, like, let's face it. I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> he 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 would have got it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like maybe he, not all in the second half. The 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 format is is very suitable, and he's and it's not. It's certainly not going to stem the tide from him anytime soon. Yes. Uh, at Bethany underscore B underscore ninety seven on Twitter, I said Granville is stealing a living up there. Robson in absolute gun and showed it tonight. And Greg Nixon, who is a new member of the Facebook group, welcome. Said. Uh, in the fair dinkum department, Ash Taylor is a poor man's tanned Alan Langer. 2020 Alan Langer after a Forex brewery tour. Yep. <laughs> is exactly what he is. That is fair. Yes. Is that it? That's it. Roosters, 28, defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 12, at uh, Wankbest on Friday night. The uh, Roosters, 28, came through tries to uh, Tupo Flanagan, Tedesco coordinate friend, Flano, Flano Jr., four of five conversions. The Rabbitohs, 12, tries to Murray and Thomas Burgess. Uh, Reynolds, two of two conversions. So, 
once again, same story, first half, yep. you know, finished off the second half. But the, the, the Latrell experiment must truly fucking end. I mean, there was a period there, like about 25 minutes into the game, I think it was, where he was shifted out to the left for a rest and they yeah. pushed AJ to fullback. Yeah. And during that time, that's when Murray scored the try yeah. <laughs> over on that side. <laughs> and and on subsequent tries, the Roosters scored, particularly in the second half. He was he barely got a hand on the guy that scored the try. Yeah. Like he'd sort of be he'd be breaking through and there'd be like a center or someone that's kind of trying to tackle the East guy as he goes over the line. And Latrell gets there like all too late. Yeah. Like so he's yeah. so it's it's his fit his fitness is shit. His his positional awareness is shit yep. as a fullback. And this is this is the fucking NRL. Like you can't learn positional I mean yeah. You know when you learn positional awareness and shit as a fullback? Like when SG ball and fucking, you know, on your way all the way up and through. Yeah. You that, don't- Yeah, exactly. You, you, don't, you don't learn it in first grade when you've been paid like a, a fortune. Yep. So, whoops. Um, so, yeah, the experiment, the experiment must end because it's cost, yeah. it's- it's costing the rabbit. I mean, well, they, they, they scored one of their tries when he was in the, in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. They conceded a lot of fucking tries mm-hmm. when he was not in the, where he should have been. Yep. Just at some point, people have to swallow their fucking pride yeah. and to say, "Look, this is this is a, a sport where wins are, are essential. It's a shortened season. We can't keep throwing fucking games away." That's it. You know what, Latrell? We, you said you wanted to be fullback, yep. and we've given you every opportunity for it, and it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you're going to go and play in the centres. But if you want to do extras, we will allocate all the coaching staff in the world and pay them all the overtime they need. Yep. Latrell, you want to put in the extras to work on your fitness, to work on positional fucking defending, we'll go and get some of the fucking greatest fullbacks we've ever had. We'll go and pay Billy Slater to be a fucking consultant. Mm -hmm. We'll go and... No, yeah, Anthony Minicello wouldn't work for anyone but the Roosters. But you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll go and get great yeah. fullbacks that have come. No, yeah, they can they can get Mark Minicello and hope that he's watched Anthony enough in the <laughs> fucking Christmas barbecue <laughs> because that would still be more of a fullback education than Latrell has. <laughs> this was a great example between exactly as you said before the teams that had some discipline and some structure in attack, mm-hmm. and teams that had just a vague fucking idea of what they wanted to do. The Roosters, I feel, for this round were the closest to pre-rule change football. And by that I mean did a relatively good job of not absolutely fucking up the ruck, yeah. but by controlling it. They had the best strategy in what they would I mean, and they obviously were trained to do it this way in yep. light of the rule changes, where they'd have two guys meet the meet the ball runner, hold him up. Yes. Off the ground and and hold him, you know, not let him advance, but hold him up, sort of at a forty-five degree angle. Then, after a period of time had elapsed, which just happened to be equal to the exact amount of time the line needed to retreat ten meters, yes. then a guy would come in around the waist and put the guy to the ground. Yes. Then they'd all pop up. Yep. The line's already set. Yep. No wrestle per se. No, not at all. No concession of of six agains because they haven't been pumping the guy on the ground. But defensive control. Yes. And funnily enough, the Roosters, as was reported widely, were the only team to actually get a refereeing consultant in on their books mm-hmm. and look at how that rule change yep. you know, would, would affect them. But the other thing they did was stick to a an old older style. When I say older, I mean pre-round three. 
Ah, the old days. The old days. See how easy it is to slip back into, remember the good old um, style of attack? Yeah. Where I feel like a lot of the games seem to just get into this set of six shootout with, we'll have a set, then you have a set, then we'll have a set, then you'll have a set, and we'll go at a breakneck fucking pace and see who breaks first. The Roosters went into that, okay, we're just going to get into the groove and we're going to apply pressure. And we're going to finish our set where we want to finish our set, then we're going to defend, but we're also going to try and get repeat sets. Yep. And we're going to keep you guessing on how the set's going to finish. Yep. And they did that very, very well. Um, Kiri was absolutely fucking wonderful in terms of his control of the ball and when to put kicks in and when not to put kicks in. You know, he's got a great target and Tupu out on the wing. Yep. Uh, In contrast... South didn't really seem to have a set plan. No, and you would think with this system of catching people out and, you know, forcing them to pump you on the ground and conceive, you know, six again, like that's the sort of shit that Damian Cook was doing under the old system. Yeah. So you'd think that he would absolutely thrive. But under the coaching of Bennett, yeah. He just he's he's never been he's never been as good as he was in that last year the with Seabol yeah. when they got through the finals and everything. Yeah. Like it, and it's just it's disappointing to see. And then you can yeah you, know, you can trust that with Jake Friend, who was almost on fucking life support. Yeah, like he 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 just wasn't gelling with Kronk at you know at the at the start of Kronk's tenure. Yep. And then eventually you know Kronk brought him on. Yep. Then he ruptured his peck or whatever yep. when he was like when he'd taken himself from almost being shopped to likely Queensland Origin mm. hooker. Then he busted his peck, and then he, kept, he was fucking like amazing. Yeah. In this game. Yeah. Fucking Jake Friend, it was it was amazing. Yeah, and uh, and then so you look at Damien Cook, you're like, mate. Yeah, and if Wayne Bennett has fucked New South Wales Rugby League in confidence as some sort of weird fucking poor DNA having revenge plan for what New South Wales Rugby League did to Cody Walker, then I can actually understand that. So no, it could just, could be simpler than that. It could just be like a Queensland. Well could just be a Queensland origin. Yeah, true. You know, sabotage job. True, 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 true. Um, and and that's another thing. You know, Souths were not at full strength. They didn't have their preferred team, obviously, with, with no Cody Walker in yeah. there. But it was just it was really weird shit. Like, it, did, it did tell, though, in terms of, you know, when when Reynolds was the option guy, mm. they had no options. Yeah. And he was he was gobbled up pretty, pretty simply. And I don't know if he's playing hurt. He, isn't he always though? I mean, he's always something with yeah. him. Yeah, but he's not running. No, and you look at again that Parramatta game. I don't, know, I don't know if he could though either, because once again, yeah, he was the only guy. So if he's the only guy, a team that's excellent at defence like the Roosters, then they go, okay, well, if we stop him, then you know nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so but- so he, he, I don't think he really had the opportunity to run because they were on him. You know what uh, I mean? No, there there were a couple of times mm. where I feel that if he'd have put the foot down, yeah. It also does that thing for the rest of the game where it puts them in two minds. Yeah. You know, if you try your runs a couple of times, even if they catch you, then for the rest of the game, as soon as you put on a little bit of speed drifting across field, they're of two minds. Yep. You know, it, it just makes them make more decisions. But stuff like Gay Guy spent so much fucking time sniffing around behind Cook, and I get why he's doing yeah. it. But spent so much time behind Cook in the middle of the field, then he just ended up playing a props role. Yeah. Or a second roles role. And he's not a very fucking good forward. 
<laughs> you know, took all the Not effectiveness all. Yep. in attack and then stretched them because he's got so to get far out back of position, in position yeah. that it, it just really was a, a fucking dog's breakfast for uh, the rabbits in attack. Now they had BMOS. Fuck, man. The fucking God. Jesus Christ. We have spoken long and, and, and eloquently and effusively about the deeds of the Mozes. He could. In 2016. He could defect to Queensland and I wouldn't hate him. Yeah. Like he could come out and say, I now identify as a Queenslander. And but I'd they, be like, you know what? I can't hate on that. That, def- that defensive play, though. Two in one set, where he just has, where he, where he just like or two like the two two try two, two try savers in one play, like it yeah. was like un fucking believable. Yeah, it um it it's pretty fucking special, especially again at that age. Yeah, that's beyond crafty veteran. That's just yeah, because he still had to like he had the motor to get. I mean, yeah, 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 fantastic. Um. Brendo in the Facebook group said, the Morris brothers playing like they're 20. And here you go. You've got that all natural. And you've got fuckheads like Sharks, Bronch, and Cherry Mm -hmm. that want to take performance-enhancing drugs. At the age of, like, you know, 19 19 or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, the the, the Mozzers, their test is gone. Yeah. Like, they're playing on on the most uneven playing field ever when you compare them to- You know know, what? They should be given PEDs out of courtesy. Well, TRT, yeah. I mean, like in yeah. replacement therapy. They, That's it. They should be. But you imagine if they did. Yeah. I mean, fucking Jason Tamalolo may as well pack his shit because- Because <laughs> 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 the mozzies would be running it. <laughs> Robert comes out and says, well, we're actually um, only fielding four players tonight. Tedesco, <laughs> yeah. uh, two halves and- <laughs> a Morris might put the other one on yeah. one on the bench <laughs> uh, Chris in the Facebook group said fatigue equals blowouts just like the good old days Ian said well done roosters on moving clear of the titans on the ladder Ooh, harsh uh, Ben in the Facebook group said roosters look dangerous they outpaced and outclassed the bunnies tonight friend even burned cook last one Morris and his double tackling was amazing. Josh in Facebook group said, Kiri's been a bit underwhelming. No more cronk means less composure. Hmm. I don't think I necessarily agree with underwhelming. I think Kiri's doing, I think he's doing his thing. I mean, the, the Flano isn't cronk. No, he's not. So that's, that's where any differential is coming from in terms of control. And, you know, that, that left edge isn't, that left edge with Latrell anymore, as much as yeah. they give him shit at fullback. Yep. Kiri was fucking blessed to have that on his left-hand side yeah. for so many years. Um, Nigel, in the Facebook group, who has obviously been smoking some meth, said, uh, good to see the people's team win one for the nation last night. Everything is going to be okay, people. <laughs> hashtag the people's team. Hashtag battlers of the comp. Yeah, no, I, I love his commitment to, to, to his shtick. Yes. <laughs> like you and your Yuri Cleary shit. <laughs> that's not a shit. That's, that's a real thing. That's a, that's a, that's a total, uh, that's a shit, not a shit. <laughs> Ryan in the Facebook group said, uh, good to see that my bunnies haven't abandoned their original game plan from the first two rounds, staying consistent by only playing 60 minutes. Ooh. I dare say they didn't play that long. At Supergrover4 
said that after there was a cutout of Ruan Sims, uh, Ruan actually at the game casting M votes. Ha ha ha. Those are uh, those cutout things. Very interesting. Very. <laughs> yes, and uh, and 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 knowing what I do about printing, that. Uh, I'm fairly certain that there is zero vetting at this stage. I'm fairly certain that there's no vetting going on of what gets printed out. However, after some after a certain uh, certain things got through mm-hmm. uh, through the week uh, or through the through, for last round, mm-hmm. I'm I'm also equally certain that the people who are charged with uh, standing the cardboard things up on the seats. I feel like there'll be a, an, an additional level of rigor applied going forward. Uh, so, you know, if you can get to like, you know, you know, big dick wood mm. <laughs> on, the, on the footy thing, then best of luck to you. And, <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm, I'm certain it's not through people, through lack of trying. The, the thing is, well, there's been a lot of Photoshop ones going out around as well and, you know, being sort of passed off as real, uh, most notably the uh, – the Matty Johns show where they they photoshopped the uh, Hitler onto one of them, and they uh, subsequently got absolutely ass raped. Yes, by, uh, they did. to the point where then they had to do an apology and you know blah blah blah. Ah, uh, nasty. Moving on, the Warriors eighteen defeated the Dragons zero at Central Coast Stadium on Saturday. The Warriors tries came to Tanua Brown, Nikarima, and uh, Katoa. Nikarima, two or three conversions and a penalty goal defeating the Dragons, zero. Mm. First off, for the, the first thing you need to say is how good. Just good on your Warriors. Yes. You sacrificed a lot. And it's. And I, I'm not sure you can maintain it over a long season away from home. But it was clear that that was kind of the spirit with which they, oh. you know, they kind of formed, you know, they, they basically you know, came together as a group. And, I would like to say something did, different. And did the, you're going to get a lot, they're going to do it the entire season, do you? No, I would like to say Warriors, wives, girlfriends, and partners do fucking better. Make it harder to leave you. You see how fucking easily these guys just didn't even want to go home at all. I understand that going home means actually going to New Zealand, and that's and a hard task. That's also that's part of it as well. Yeah, yeah. For, for anyone, um. Like the less people with that fucking accent that I'd have to listen to would only be a positive for my life. Um, I'd need to wear noise cancelling headphones even when I speak mm. to avoid throwing myself off the nearest bridge. Because yeah, you know, you'd, as much as you'd hate it, you'd, you'd be picking up bits and pieces as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and even in New Zealand, if you tried to throw yourself off the highest fucking bridge, some annoying cunt would have tied an elastic band to your ankles. <laughs> you can't even kill yourself <laughs> properly. Uh, so, New Zealand warriors, wives, girlfriends, and significant others do better. Now, another thing I want to I, I want to say is uh, shout out to Stephen Keeney because it's clear that he's been on our Twitch stream. Because people would know, people who've seen the, the Twitch streams would understand that when using the New Zealand Warriors in that game, Harris Tavita is a fucking liability, and no attack springs forthwith from the side <laughs> with him in the side. So very early on, I made the super coach adjustment of putting in Cody Nikarima, and then the Nikarima Blake Green combo fucking shreds. And uh, all I'm going to say is I'm just motioning to the score. You're welcome, Warriors. You're welcome, motherfucker. Mm. 
Although what you didn't have in your computer game rugby league yes. uh, equation is that the Dragons' fifth tackle options would just be absolutely fucking atrocious. Oh, they shit. And in a situation where you, you know, okay, so map out, map out the halves combinations across the league. Yep. And would you suggest that on paper, not necessarily in practice, that the Dragons have the, you know, if you had to give a a rating to players, the Dragons have the highest combined rating of halves, as in, you know, Ben Hunt is a rep-level player. Um, yeah, well, well, yeah, but you know, Corey Norman's a fucking drug abuser. What's he ever done? True, but is he not, you know, um, thought of more highly in terms of skill level than a lot of the other supporting halves in the comp? Fuck, and then we have to go through. I mean, like, are, are they are they are they on paper the worst? Fuck no. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they were. The, they were near the top either. But they're certainly. I'm, I'm certainly just saying far that they the should worst. be coming up with better fifth tackle options of than course, what they are. Of course, they should. Of course. Um, and especially since, if they're playing to their potential, they should be doing a better job than Parramatta of keeping sides guessing as to where the attack's going to go and where potential threats are going to come from. Well, we said, you know, remember we were talking about the game last week, mm. and we were actually like, "Wow, the Dragons have actually." you know, put out their best 17 mm. positionally yep. that they have in ages. Yep. So let's, you know, let's look on the bright side. You know, things are looking up. They're playing the Warriors, the winless Warriors. You know, only were given a try. Yep. And uh, and so now I just throw my hands up and just be like. Fucking hell, Dragon. Sounds fucked. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> There's nothing. I can't do anything um, for you. Yeah, it, it, it really was fucking poor. And they came up against a Warriors side that somehow forgot to drop the ball. Like they, they were like over forty straight completed sets. To, to start with, forty sets in a game is a fucking lot. Yeah, but to, and then to, like it was like six minutes before the end of the game, or less than six minutes before the end of the game, when they made their first mistake. Yep, they're completing completing forty plus consecutive sets in a game and going into the seventy fifth minute, one hundred percent. Let alone the Warriors, it won't be beaten this year or ever, mate. Most probably. Mm. I mean, fucking like unbelievable effort yep. and uh, and. And like you could talk about as bad as the dragons are and all that sort of thing. At the end of the day, the Warriors, they probably should have won by a lot more mm. given that yeah. level of ball control. Mm. No, I was extremely happy to see the Warriors. Yeah, I've got nothing else to say about this game. Dragons fucking sort your shit. No, don't. Not yet. Wait till you play <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, comments on the game at, oh no, Shane Cash in the Facebook group said Mars bars all round. Graham in the Facebook group said, my dick has never been this hard and I'm not even a Warriors fan. <laughs> that's sad. Second team syndrome. That's it. Oh, no, that's just a love of rugby league. <laughs> Daniel, new member in the Facebook group, said, Dragons fan here, fuck me, what a joke. Five times getting caught within 10 metres of the try line on the last full strength team as well. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. That's pure fucking Griffin ball. That one, the old run on the last every time. Yeah. The other thing is as well, the Warriors had a tremendous amount of injuries in the lead up to this game right. and suffered some during the during mm. the course of it too, mm. like, you know, Petahiku and uh, yeah. you know, going out. So. 
Uh, Aldi Morris Twin Josh said, uh, who's the team in the blue? 40 out of 40 completed sets. What the fuck am I watching? Lachlan in Facebook said, in all honesty, this is just such a no-frills game of football with one side doing the basics, and I mean basics really fucking well, and the other side not. That is a very good way to sum up the game. Uh, James, another new member in the Facebook group, said, got to say, Norman has a very punchable head. Look, I, I want to put a blanket fucking on-site edict onto every bottle job <laughs> from, from the fucking quarantine period. <laughs> because what, I mean, it's like they're just wearing a badge that just, just, just says they're a fuckhead. I like, it's, it's legit turned me off some fucking players. Case in point, fucking happy coming out with that fuckhead hairstyle. Why? Just that fucking half, that shitty, you know, bleach their hair, you know, at the start of the quarantine, and now it's like a just a little fucking frosted top. Fucking oh. no, you've got him all wrong. No, no, you've got him all wrong. I've got, I've got him, I've got him all right. What you haven't counted on is that later this year, because Hollywood's in lockdown. Because again, <sighs> I don't know if you've heard, but uh, some people are out demonstrating in America, and Hollywood's in America. Since when? <laughs> Since always, but topically, maybe not for much longer. There's <laughs> actually a, a reboot of the movie Twins starring Bill Kickow and Appy Corusau. Okay. And they're actually, they've missed the, the funny part of the first one was that the twins look nothing alike. And so they haven't got that point and they're just- So it's like the part where they're wearing the, the Hawaiian shirts the or whatever suit. the same. Yeah. This time it's a fuckhead hairstyle. Yes. Okay, That's gotcha. It. <laughs> and uh, they're donating all of their charity to uh, male patent baldness research. Oh, really? That's so a good cause. <laughs> uh, Lando in the Facebook group said, can't choke if you don't start. The boys are trying to move from being a meme to just being shit. Hmm. Uh, Ash said, where can I get odds on dragons for the spoon and married to be the first coach sacked sports bet isn't coming to the party and I need to salvage something from this Vuvuzela of a season. Yeah, I think all futures bets were cancelled by sports bet for yeah. like not just those, but like, you know, people who are, you know, teams for paying X amount yeah. to make into the finals and stuff. And, yep. you know, if they weren't, I mean, they were like, I'd say sports bet. You know, doing that thing where, you know, if your team's leading by four at half time, you know, you get paid out for the win. Yep. I think that anyone... In round one, who better that Mary would be the first coach to go and Dragons would get the spoon. I'm pretty sure they would have paid that out already. Yeah, correct. Uh, JDHD44 on Twitter said, Fuck Mary, fuck Dufty, fuck Millwood, fuck Norman, fuck Hunt, fuck me, fuck you, fuck Wars' exploded testicle, fuck Trump, <laughs> fuck Chapo, fuck Mary. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yep. Uh, at King Levius said, The near-perfect Tamworth Warriors bodied the Dragons. I bodied Giannis. Broncos got smoked. Didn't have to watch Ponga Jizz Fest. Refs just let the boys play. Fuck, it's good to have the footy back. Hashtag God's game. And uh, in the spirit of, of equal opportunity of airtime, in what may have been his last tweet ever, <laughs> at Giannis underscore Mateus. Why isn't every NRL fan now fluffing the Dragons' balls for being the team which gave redemption to everyone's second team. Now, Giannis, 
business at thisweekinleague.com. Send us an email and let us know the what the circumstances were around your demise. I'm assuming it was like reported and then suspended and and, and let us know is it is it a permanent suspension? Is it a you know, a lifetime ban from the platform? Because what happened just for people who you know who everybody listening who doesn't know what we're talking about except for ten people probably yeah. Um, There's a thing on social media having avi bets basically. So when teams play. I'm a support. I'm a manly supporter. I'm a Penrith supporter. He's, manly and Penrith are going to play each other. Let's have an Avi bet. So, so like, which winner, is our avatar, our display picture on Twitter. It. Winner gets to choose the display picture of the loser yep. for the next, yeah, generally a week. And for example, you know, things that you know, say manly win, the manly supporter would pick, you know, like from back in the the the, the stripper of strippers of league era with like you know Wolfman, like you know, pretty much naked. You know, that, that's that's your yeah, that's your picture that's for it. the week, or you know. You're basically picking something to try and, you know, there's something that's embarrassing for the vocal yeah, fan or, of another club. Or, topically, um, King Levius. King Levius bet took the- his Twitter handle and named himself Cleary's Bitch for almost 12 months. Yeah, yeah. You know, took I mean, his fucking medicine he did. like a champion. And that was the day I bet he lost against you, a Warriors Penrith game. And I would like to just take this opportunity to point out that both of these people are fucking staunch individuals who make bets. And, and then fucking yeah. take their medicine. Yes, yes. And so, um, unfortunately, Vianis, uh Levius chose a uh, a photograph of very topical and very not cool <laughs> um, situation where um, the gentleman uh, lost his life at the hands of the police in uh, Minneapolis. And uh, was it the hands or the knee? Well, yeah. And uh, with the Warriors logo superimposed over the police officer. And the Dragons logo superimposed over the victim. And so I am almost certain that, um, I mean, shout out to, to Mr. Giannis underscore Mateus, who took his medicine and honored his bet, but I'm pretty sure that he got fucking smoked. Lifetime banned from the platform for it. And, look, that, and that's, that's not a surprising outcome, but let us know. Send us an email and let us know actually what the situation was. But, um, I feel like that was it. And it's like, are there any internet lawyers out there? Can we appeal this? Well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a private company, and they and they have their toss. And if they, if it if it fits into something under their terms of service, yes, then true. they can do what they want. It's not a. It's this is the the lamentation of of everyone who's ever been banned for life off Twitter is it's not a public utility. It's a it's a private company That's running it. a service, and they can you know yes. They they can control access to it as they see fit, unfortunately. Last word on that one goes to our good mate, Devin Head. Uh, can't wait for the second wave of Wuhan to come through and suspend the footy. I am trying to limit my Mars bar intake. And uh, fucking shout out to Dev for your fitness journey. Shredded and fucking fit as fuck. So inspirational. Sell me a fucking fake NFL jersey. Yeah, and well, unlike other previous hosts of this podcast... We will say that regardless of your fitness journey, do not fuck over listeners of this show with your harebrained fucking jersey Ponzi schemes, Devon Head. You fucking cunt. Yes. We will cut you. Yes. Um, the, the Tigers, 28, defeat the Sharks, 16 at Bankwest. Um, where are we? Shark, oh, sorry, Tigers, tries two. Debutant, Harry Grant, Robert Jennings, Luke Garner, David Nofaluma, and Garlic Sauce Aloye, uh, Benji. One of four conversions and a penalty goal. Mumbai, 
one of one conversion and a penalty goal. The Sharks 16, a double to Josh Dugan, Will Kennedy also with a try, and Sean Johnson at two of three conversions. Fucking hell, Sharks. Fucking really? This will hurt. This one will hurt the Sharks because at, to, at this stage, they were the only team to go in with the halftime lead and momentum and lose. Mm. And for their fans, I mean, for the club, that hurts. For their fans to lose directly at the hands of David Nofaluma. Yeah. First setting up Garner for the try. Yeah. And then running through their fucking left-hand defense to that score his try. fucking like, Feeble. Feeble. Well, even just the fact, like, it, it was a return. Yeah. It, it was just- It was abs- one of those occasions where I'd thought I'd missed something. Yeah. Again? Yeah, watch- because Noffa was, like, well, doing stuff and scoring a try. Watching with the sound down, mm. there are times when something catches me that off guard when I see it- Yeah. That I'm like, oh, fuck, what was that for? Is there yeah. an infringement over on the other side of the field off camera that they're now yep. explaining that I didn't see, so I need to hear, so I turn the volume up- Yep. And there's nothing. Yeah. It, it's legit. He just ran fucking straight ran through, through Chad. Yeah. That, yeah. Not even through him, like just next to him. Yeah. Fuck me. Um, Tigers got off to a very, very good start. And that was, I think, thanks to Harry Grant. Yeah, he looks good. And I, I've got here in my notes that I'm, at this stage, I'm prepared to say that uh, he's the best hooker in the history of the side. And that yes. includes the combined histories of, Bal- of Balmain and Western Suburbs. Yes. As well as West he's Tigers. He's actually joint. better than any hooker that that club has ever had put together. Yeah. To form one fucking cuntron, let our powers combine. Mm-hmm. He's better than all of them put together. Yes. Too bad that he's only there for, what is it, one season, two seasons? A, a, a year. A year. Look, let's see what pans out. I think it's very difficult to, uh, it's very difficult to, to, to look ahead and go, what's going to happen there, even though at this fucking, stage, a year. So hang on. Like, it's not our job to fucking fluff Broncos fans or give them hope, but it is our- Fucking thing to soften the blow for Tigers. Well, is fucking it softening change, the is, is it softening the blow for Tigers, or is it sharpening the the dagger for the Storm? Are you giving them? What are you trying to see? Giving Tigers fans false hope by going, "Don't worry, Harry Grant will stay after one year." Well, that's the thing. It's a no lose situation, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm either giving them false hope, or I'm daggering the Storm. I mean, either way, enemies are getting smited. Storm, storm are daggering themselves. I fucking need you to do that. Um, Aaron fucking Woods. Should be, and I tweeted this out, he should be, out of all of the games, mm-hmm. and there were some fucking woeful performances, you know, well, no, there was pretty much the Dragons. They were the worst. Mm. But he he should be the first individual that is a casualty of the six again rule. A casualty of the new one ref system. Yeah. I mean, this, this format, off. this new format will expose utter laziness yes. from lazy cunt players. Yes, it will. And on my list here, I'd, so it says I'd like to submit the names Aaron Woods, Chad Townsend, and Jack Williams to the shit list for this game because it's not it's not overstating it to say that their defensive contributions to this game or lack thereof were mm. were match losing, and it it must be so frustrating because you contrast that within the same team with Wade Graham, yep, who was fucking everywhere. He was really trying to, and it's tough when you're not in that position in the halves where you can roam a little bit without disrupting the the, yep. the uh, offensive structure too much. Uh, but any good thing that the Sharks did came from having Wade Graham involved and, yeah, coincidentally or not, running down the same fucking side as BJ and Noffa. Mm-hmm. And so this is what gets me about 
current coaching and probably points to the inexperience of, of John Morris in that if you've got something that's working so fucking well, mm-hmm. keep doing it. You might have had a game plan to go in there. You might have had a game plan that says the Tigers are the worst team under bombs yep. uh, for 20 years, so we're just going to bomb them. Yep. If you run a couple of plays down the left and just keep running through them, then you go, forget about bombing them, mm-hmm. keep doing that. Yep. Because it is garnering us results and it's gotten us not only back into the game but ahead. Yep. And then for some reason, they just fucking stop going out there. Yeah. Really and the combination, the combination with Dugan as well. Holy fuck! Yeah, he was doing stuff. Yeah, he was actually doing stuff. Yeah, I don't he was know damaging. They, they promised fucking green whistles. Um, it was great. I mean, like we always we know about Wade Graham, and we expect greatness from Wade Graham down the left hand side of the field, whether it be fucking Origin or you know. Yeah. But you know, then to have that combination with Dugan, like wow, yeah. that's something that they could look forward to utilizing perhaps more in the future games. <laughs> Do you think? Now, what happened with Chad at the end? Did he actually have an injury that he was carrying? I heard he was hooked. So he was hooked and then started a limp as he was walking off so it didn't look like he was hooked? I was in the same boat as you in that I'm you know, often more, more often than not watching without volume. Mm. Although I did watch the Friday night ones and with volume and the manly one. But um, this one I didn't. So, as I flick through social media, accompanying while watching the game, the cons- universal consensus was that he was hooked. Yeah. So I, I so I just said, okay, he must have been hooked. Mm, okay. And right, and rightly so. The, the timing suggests he was hooked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Un- unless the timing was just so that oh, my injury is what prevented me from moving as a try was scored. Yeah. Um, Spin it any way you like, fella. Fucking hell, Luke Brooks. Like there was, there was an adult-sized cardboard cutout of a fucking ten-month-old baby in the stands, and Luke Brooks was still the most out-of-proportion cunt in that field. The fuck is going on with his genetics? Can I just say, it doesn't matter how cute the baby is; it's fucking freaky. At See like a massive baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's just disconcerting. <laughs> Fucking good golly, Miss Ollie. <laughs> the fuck are you doing down there? Yeah. But you're still not as freakishly out of proportion as that the world's fucking tallest midget Luke Brooks. Yes. Fuck him. Sorry. Um Mulatalo, look, I loved I loved the shithousery. Yeah. I loved it. But get better at defense if you're gonna be doing that shit, man. Yeah. Because like I, in the first half, it was okay. It was working for you. Yep. Second half, no, yeah. not at all. What else have I got to look at here? Talking about exposing lazy cons. <laughs> Harry Grant. That's pretty much that's it. I think I've been through all my points. So if you want to hit the tweets, go for it. Lovely. Michael on Facebook said the Litado Laneway is the only glory hole bigger than Hope Solos. Yeesh. It really is. Despite the win, it, it still it still can't be denied that. There are issues in in terms of defensive communication down that side. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, is it communication or is it BJ just fucking running up? He leaves. He leaves his guy high and dry. Yeah. And he wasn't that good to start with. Mm. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't need to be left high and dry. That's it. It um. It's years and years and years of having 
rapping outside you who knows to fucking follow your dumb cunt ass up and is fast enough in most occasions to turn and cover. Yes. You know, if there's a fucking cutout thrown. So what, you, what you're asking there is for Noffa to actually make good defensive positions purely based on the person that he's defending with, and I think that's where your plan falls down, BJ. Yeah. Um, real dad, thumb himself, Glenn, said just when the world thought they had run out of heroes, the West Tigers come to the rescue just like they always asterisk do. So I don't know what we're being rescued from. Uh, in fact, I think that's pretty fucking poor considering what's going on in the world at the moment. Over the years. For you to suggest that your West Tigers can solve things like systemic racism in America. Like, I would expect nothing fucking less, though, from a bald white man who makes you know kids of colour call him a grand fucking wizard. <laughs> also, over, over, the year, over the year, there, there's a, there is enough commentary after West Tigers games on social media from him that I could probably code up a Glenn's West Tigers post-match comment generator. Yeah. And we could just go click, 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 and it would yeah. be fucking spot on. Yes, it would. Like those things where, oh, yeah, I forced a bot to read a thousand tweets that, that Glenn made about about the and West Tigers. And then him. and he wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> and here is the screenplay it wrote. <laughs> uh, ben Dunn in the Facebook group said, Stop the planet. I want to get off. At RCB Sharks on Twitter said, I am sad. That's the tweet. In which our good friend One-Eyed Tiger replied, I am happy. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? Uh, At Jared Hunt said, up the Tigers, solid second half. Our left side needs some major help or change, but very happy with a win. Uh, And we'll give biggest T, I really like Benji Marshall. I'm a finals win away from slipping into a special K online and Val Holmes relationship. It's taking all my energy to stay in the light. <laughs> and we'll give the final word on that one to another homie that we need to pour a 40 out for on Twitter this week that got himself permabanned uh, at Yeah The Boys. <laughs> Sharks really missed Jerry. He really injects something special into that team. For fuck's sake, if that's the quality of the stuff you're going to tweet, I'm glad you got permabanned yep. because that that's worse than low-hanging fruit. That's yeah, fucking that's, on the ground. That's rotting. Fermented. Yeah. <laughs> rotting. Yeah. Fuck off. The Raiders 22 defeat the Storm 6 down at the Korean Housewife. Uh, the uh, Raiders tries to uh, Rapina, Kotrick, Nickel Clocks that, and Tarpane, and um, Croker three of three conversions. And um, Papali had one missed. Um, the Storm, their try, singular, came to uh, Dale Finucan and Cameron Smith with the conversion. Oh, look, first thing's fair, very fair to say that George Williams is looking the fucking good both sides of the ball. Fucking oath Defensively. Yeah. Fucking passing amazing, creating. Mm. Mm. Tremendous. But also, that first thought run. Yeah. The minute he's got a little bit of fucking space, mm-hmm. that ball is tucked and he's fucking gone. Yep. And he's not the fastest guy on the field. Yep. But again, it, it's not a fucking hard equation you know, those little dump, dump ass. Yeah, that's it. But the, the more potential decisions that you make a defensive player make, 
No, the greater the odds of him making the wrong Correct. one. Correct. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not that fucking hard. And if every time you get the ball, there are more potential situations he has to go through, then the more time you have and the more likely you are to go to an opportunity out of a defensive line. Yeah. Um, the, the Storm try was pretty basic. And again, I don't want to say that basic tries don't count because they sure as shit do. But one thing I noticed about the Storm was defensively, they were very, very, very compressed. And I don't know if that was the plan going in, whether it was, well, we can't fucking wrestle people, so we just need to get numbers in and need to dominate. I think it was the plan, and that's why they end up getting burned by Kotrick yeah, from that try and, and, and Rappiner as well at the start. But the, and good on the Raiders. There just looked to be that much fucking room around the storm, yeah. which is unheard of. Yeah. Like, think back to a season and try and think of any time where it's been possible to go around the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, but before, but also for all their, their dominance of the general flow of the game, the difference just came down to Melbourne's utter inability to actually create anything when they were in the red yeah. zone. I mean, they had they had a lot of chances to score tries. Yep. They were in the game, you know, in the last 10 minutes. They were, they were you know, heavily attacking the Raiders down, mm-hmm. their, down their end with the opportunity to, you know, bridge the gap. Yeah. And, but you get... They just had so like like Munster was scheming and looked pretty dangerous all the time, mm. and uh, and Pappenhausen obviously as well, but um, like Munster's scheming, but he, like there's never there was no one running a fucking line like yeah that's where's it. where's Wanda Sykes like yeah. is usually you know super reliable yep you know running a line yep not not there to be then you got fucking dumb shit like you know Nelson you know Kicking going for going for grubber like oh, I was fucking God. on the controls <laughs> and then and then you know, you got like Olam. Put the fucking ball down, man. Don't try and like Yeah. Put the fuck cross as dive as you're crossing the line. Put the fucking ball down, man. Yeah. Don't like don't be standing on your feet vertical a meter in the in goal area and get, you know, three guys coming. And yeah. then your dumb shit is like, you know, they had like the like Hughes did did pretty much nothing through the game, but he had that one kick that was actually okay for yep. for for uh for Suley. Fucking just dropped straight through the hands, dropped yeah. it. You also had a situation there where they had a two on one down towards the end on that same side of the field, and fucking um, who the fuck was it? Sevy. It was like there was there was like two on one, and all he had to do was just draw the winger in and then pass to to yeah. to Vooney to score the try, yep. and he just sort of passed it straight away so that it was this just <laughs> like, get the, yeah, the fucking hot potato. Yeah, just two just dumb fucking centers that and- can't. And then in contrast, everything the Raiders did, they did at pace and they did with numbers. And yep. that's when you start to get those chances. They look brilliant. And they yep. look like fucking, you know, highlights. But but that try they scored where there were the two kicks straight after each other, you get those opportunities because you have players around the ball and you're doing things at pace. Yep. And when you're doing things faster than the opposition – the rugby league ball can be a fucking cruel mistress, but the more people you have around it, the more likely you are it's to get a fortune about. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. How how wonderful was it, though, to see Captain Cuntox falling prey to, like, father time shit, like not getting to the play yeah. the ball quick enough. and Fucking great. Like, like, it's just great to see. And, I mean, the, and the, the flip side of that is, I mean, it, was, it looks, you know, more and more likely that superhuman – Brandon Smith is going to be—he's going to be the next guy, <laughs> and, and you know that Fanukan try came off the back of—he was in dummy half, you know, yep. for that try. So, yeah. No. 
Uh, Ian on Facebook said, can play like us for half a game and still more than enough to handle Melbourne in Melbourne. This is the new normal. Ricky Stewart has the boys primed for a decade of dominance. Fucking stop sniffing paint. God almighty. (laughs) Is that all I've got to say or do you have any more? Oh, no, this. <laughs> Tim in the Facebook group said, apart from Raiders winning, the, the other great thing about this game was the constant stop milking comments from the ref towards Camp Smith and Melbourne. Also think this new one ref is really going to shine a light on the refs that perform and the refs that can't perform and maybe have only been in the spotlight because they were one of the boys. Ben on Name Facebook. Name names, you coward. Ben on Facebook said, that game was worth the wait. Also, it looked like Big Nelson has been getting ideas from the Twitch stream. Yeah, except he would have, he would have regathered and scored though for me. Uh, David on Facebook said, "Looks like the Raiders' strategy of cycling through as many cunts with the surname Williams has finally <laughs> paid off." <laughs> uh, and John said, "I thought Bellyache was going to go full stepdad when Nelson kicked on the third. Yeah, I need to fucking seriously reevaluate my life." <laughs> <laughs> What exactly did they did well, they expect Bellamy to do there? But this is the thing. That's What's, it. What is full stepdad? I, I don't know. But if is that like a sex thing? If, <laughs> is it an anger thing? That, this is it, what I'm saying. It's just so vague. And <laughs> I don't have angry sex. <laughs> no, I mean like what, either or. Like I know. Is it like a rage thing? Like you talking about Justin Pascoe? Is that what he meant? I've, I don't think that I've been ragey. You mean you're going to go kayaking with him? Like, <laughs> I've got I've got one that's a stand up paddleboarder at the moment. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. I'm fucking getting triggered. Yeah, I'm having some PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at Nat Raider One on Twitter said, "When was the last time Melbourne had more than fifty percent possession and lost thirteen plus? Asking for a friend. Don't know. Look it up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, busy. I would suggest never." But we get the point of your tweet. So yes. let's just say never. Let's say it's the first yeah. time that happened. I'm sure it's ha- I'm sure it's happened. Go right. Yeah. Um the uh Panthers fourteen lost to the Newcastle Knights fourteen at Campbelltown. <coughs> the uh try scorers for the Panthers at Kickow and Capewell. Um Crichton, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Uh Matt Burton, zero from five field goals. We'll get to that. And the Knights fourteen tries to uh Saifiti, Jacob. Uh, and a double to Bradman Best and uh, Tex Hoy, one of three conversions. Critically, one of three conversions. Yes. Well, look, firstly, s- sit well, down, who, Knights. Who's been booting fucking rat bags too much? Huh? Firstly. Fucking chips ahoy there. Sit down, Knights. Get comfortable and prepare to receive the length of my limp credit. <laughs> 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 to bounce back in the second half while going in without your first string spine and then having to shuffle the second string and losing, you know, most of that as well. Um, it was, you know, that that commitment and, and defense and, and just general spirit was great to see. Yeah, O'Brien's clearly yeah, doing work up there because it's a, a fair cry from the, you know, the unforgivable French capitulations of the post-origin period last year where you went from, you know, certain top four to you know, spoon contenders and certainly out of the eight and out of the ability to get into the eight. Um, Panthers, on the other hand, 
still mentally fragile, to concede right on halftime in pretty soft fashion was just what the Knights needed and it really opened the door and it, and it was kind of the, the antidote to to that sort of team barely hanging in there and, uh, and you know going in down at half time. The fact they scored like right on the break, I think it gave them the, the jolt in the arm that they kind of needed to, uh, to produce that second half. Um, mm. What else have I got here? Fisher-Harris, next level. Fucking ass. Toto was too for the, you know, for the, the majority, the, the, yep. for all except for one bit, you know, one moment. Mm. Um, it's just ama- amazing. I mean, that guy is just getting better and better. Um, Crichton is like a, he's, he's a superstar in the making, I reckon. Yep. But I mean, he had that drop at the end as well that cost them probably one more chance to, yeah. for Burton to miss a yeah. field goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a ratio maker. <laughs> yeah. Um, the right side defense for the defense for the Panthers though was absolutely anal, and I mean it should have cost them the game. Correct. But I mean, just like goal kicking and fucking hands like feet from edge. I mean, like that, you know, that pass might not have been the greatest in the world from from best at the end there. Mm. But mm. Edric, mate, yeah, fucking how? I mean, yeah, don't overrun you. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't believe people. Like, the Knights fans were so. Exhausted, maybe, he's and I was, and I was so happy to pull that def- out of being a defeat. Yeah, that they just didn't slam him. I mean, that was fucking terrible. I just fucking love how quickly Knights fans fall back into their little fucking box and remember where they fucking belong. You get a couple of things. Oh, we're fucking good. Oh, we're fucking good, and we'll fucking win football games. And then before you fucking know it. They're back in there with, oh, I'm so proud of the effort. I'm so proud. Oh, the old knights would have let thirty fucking points in. Ah, oh, look, I will, I will, and I will, I'll, I'll let them have it for that game because they, they they were without they were without their hype their hype engine before the game. Then they lose like their only good player. So hang on, like that, five minutes but, in. Or let's look at that three not from in. a fucking let's finger the knights prostate glands point of view. Let's look at it from fucking reality. The kid that's done fucking nothing except take up salary cap isn't playing. Yes. And the replacement is fighting for his fucking first grade life <laughs> and puts in one of the best performances yeah. by a debutante yeah. ever seen in the history of rugby league. You have oh, that's that's perhaps a touch a touch superlative. <laughs> It's not the Super Bowl; it's the Hyper Bowl. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, uh, yeah. I, I think that that goes beyond they have hyperbole. A team chock fucking full of state, national, and international representative players. Yeah, I mean, it's also chock full of like Newcastle players. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, that at some stage, you can't fucking give yourself the constant underdog tag. Get out there and fucking own what you've got. Well, this is the thing. They, I mean, they, they. I mean, that's that's why they're so annoying, though. Like the last year or two, they have been like, you know, they've been acting like without that. You know, they've been acting like they're elite and not the underdog. I oh, know. I'm trying to say that they are, and that's a shit house performance for an elite team to let a team of fucking kids, kids, <laughs> right, who haven't even had the opportunity to work under first grade stars or. You know, the, the coaching of somebody like fucking James Maloney on the field. Kids <laughs> who have been taught by other kids. Fucking kids Zero. having kids. Zero debutants. 
in the <laughs> in the side for this game. Oh, what? So you're going to say like one game makes somebody a veteran? Fuck well, off. I'm Burton's saying it doesn't. No I say, I'm saying it makes them less of a debutante than uh, than uh, Chips Ahoy back yeah, there. But what else? What other fucking representative talent do they have? Really, you know? Fiji, oh powerhouse of a fucking country. Uh, still, really, still Carrot Haynes, fucking counts. captain coach counts. Carrot Haynes, captain coach. <laughs> fucking clit biters are us. That's what they stamp on your passport when you go to Fiji. Um, in all seriousness, though, the, there were some fucking great signs for Penrith. Uh, and my big worry going in there was how penalised they were going to be, and I thought they did a very good job for the most part of keeping themselves contained there. Um, Appy makes such a fucking difference to that team just with his service and the speed of his play. They seem to go with him. Um, Mansour, you know, he, he's certainly having a fucking better year this year than he has for the last couple uh, with my usual caveat of saying the poor cunt had his fucking face caved in, so yeah, I get he it. Does, he, and he, he, he does some, just when you think he's like, holy fuck, he's back. Yeah. And then you'll just do something and you're yeah. just like, oh, no. No, not yet. Not and, quite. you know, again, there were some fucking great runs he had bringing yep. us out of trouble. And those teams that are, that are going to be there back in when people are tired are those ones that have outside backs that can come in and let the forwards have a rest, especially now that fatigue is such a, a dominant part of the game. Yeah. He was good in the air for the most part, which is where he struggled again. Um, but then there's a couple of times where, you know, early on um, – there was a an opportunity we'd created and we just had to go through the hands to him. And old man saw would have fucking put his head down and just gone full fucking speed and his little nuggety low center of gravity yeah. would have fucking got him over there. Now he's he's bundled out like a meter and a half out and doesn't even get fucking close to the try line or even yeah. attempt to get his body down low. Um so you know that that's a little bit disheartening. For a team that doesn't have their fucking season-winning, dominant New South Wales origin-winning half there, I, I think they did well. Ever. Sorry? He doesn't want a season. What are you fucking talking series, about? Series. Origin series. Oh, yeah, he didn't Who win. says origin season? He didn't win. You said you said their season-winning, origin-winning. You said their season-winning, origin-winning. Well, winning. it's Yuri of Cleary. He's won the season already because well, it's the he, year of him. He, it, it's actually not the year. He hasn't of won the premiership. He's won the season. Hasn't played a game yet in this uh, in this restarted uh, version of the season yet. Oh, so you're saying this is a new season? Not going to play next week? No, he won't. So I mean, if you if you can't even fucking bother to front up, then you can't say it's your yearie. Well, you say it's fucking like he's it's 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 his nine tenths you know of what? a fucking something. When fucking Burton looks down, and there's two marks in the sand. Then Nathan will put his hand on his shoulder and say, and this is where I was kicking field goals next to you. <laughs> yeah. As we were walking along the beach. Yeah, with Burton missing from 22 metres out, <laughs> 23 metres out with massive time to set. Yes. 21 metres out with massive time to set, 42 metres out and 41 metres yeah, out. Yeah, I, I hope that's not his fucking Ben Hunt drop moment that ruins him forever in clutch situations and turns him into the Milford. Of Honestly, Henry. you look at, you know... You, Anthony Anthony he looks at that fucking he yeah. looks at that game and it's like that fucking Leonardo DiCaprio meme in Once Upon a Time where he's pointing at the TV. He's like, That's why I don't fucking call for the ball. <laughs> That's the reason. But look, looking at this, Penrith had a couple of opportunities where they just started to do 
dumb Panther shit. And by that, I mean trying for miracle plays all the fucking time, going for match winners and not settling themselves down and saying, okay, let's fucking put the boot on the throat, pardon the expression, and and really put some pressure here. Uh, and they paid the price for it almost. Uh, where are we? Might as well go to the tweets. Nice. Uh, Chris and Facebook group said, who's the dumb cunt who decided bombing a seven-foot Edric Lee was a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, Jack in Facebook said, do I have to put on the furries to collect the credit? Miss field goals are going to haunt that kid more than a session with Epstein. <laughs> no, you get no fucking credit. You should have put us away. You had a group of kids that didn't know what they were doing and you didn't even have the fucking minerals to do that. Fuck you. You're lucky I haven't put out a commemorative poster as to how shit you are. Uh, Solzy in the Facebook group said, I hate to use a tired cliche, but that was a game of no halves. Hashtag boomtish. Fucking, you've got a CTE from falling off a toilet, you idiot. Connor in the Facebook group said, Burton imitating Cleary with midfield bombs all day, but couldn't kick a field goal to save his life. Unlike our Lord. With a fucking capital L. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. Ugh. Is that it? Oh, not too many, not too many tweets. It must have been the ones there that were the oh, were, that were critical of, fucking, of the. Uh... There's heaps of Newcastle ones asking for credit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um... there was Deformo '96 that jacked off about the performance by the Knights was incredible. Defense was the best I've seen. One of the most gutsiest displays I have seen in years. Nearly yeah. got there too. Which and is there, that, that, there you are again. And that was the last point that I had down there. The Knights are going to take this as as like an inspirational fucking. Epic, you know, jaws from you know from the jaws of defeat sit thing. Yeah, and Penrith are going to be like, that's the fucking one that got away. You know, that's no, we should Penrith have are going to be we're a fucking group of kids, and we didn't have Nathan Cleary. But honestly, if Nathan Cleary fans, who's never been the best half in, in a team he's played in in his entire career, if he's the fucking answer to the question, then there's fucking trouble for these kids coming forward. <laughs> oh, you know, you'll eat those fucking words. Oh, I don't but think I will. Deformo. I've got an there appetite, but I don't think I will. Just celebrating fucking mediocrity again, as is your fucking place in life. There you go. <laughs> you attempted to rise above your station, and the universe fucking smacked you down again. Remember your place. Mighty Manly Seagulls 32 destroyed the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 6 at Central Coast Stadium. The uh, Manly side scored tries through a double to Tommy Turbo, uh, a double to Hank Scorpio. Uh, Ruben Garrick, uh, George Tafua, Curtis Sirenen also with tries. Garrick off night with the boot, two of seven. Defeat the Dogs with a, con- with a, a fucking consolation try to, to Jake Avarillo and uh, converted by Nick Meany. Hmm. Look, you want to talk about Fat Latrell, right? <laughs> I saw a highlights package today, just scrolling by on the Twitter feed, um, with Suli last year in the finals in that game where he absolutely molested Gagai and you know whoever else against Souths. And you look at the guts on him in that game, and compare and contrast to Suli this week. Yeah. And it's a gigantic fucking difference. This is the first week back after two and a half months off with a fucking pandemic where he had, where this guy who was renowned for being lazy trainer, fall off the wagon super quickly. Yep. He can come back 
looking like a weapon and playing like one. Mm. Whereas this guy who's been paid thrice the money, probably more. Yes. Can't fucking, you know, manage to muster the energy to get around the block a few times. Um, and the way the way that, that Suli outsped and stepped Meany is... It was sensational. I mean, he he needs to he needs to sharpen up his passing game. Like when he get when he's like you know the second last guy in a movement. I mean, he passed that you know that try the first try for uh for uh, Turbo. Like that pass, like Turbo had to sort of stop and wait for the pass to come to him, and then you know run the two meters and you yeah. know, score. I mean, he needs to sharpen that shit up. Like you know the the passing game, but otherwise, fuck, he's it's a bit dodgy and balloony with the passes. But um, I tell you the. the after the season, well, the first two games of the season, the attack hadn't really come together. Then you have this big break, and I think fucking Desi's Isn't a slow start. Think of another sport in the world. Yep, where you could get to the level of playing professionally. Yeah, with so much work needed on such a crucial part of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as rugby league. Yeah, and you know maybe it was just that particular situation that you know in that tribe. But I mean, it just it just looks slow and balloony. Maybe he was just like, well, fuck, Turbo's there, and there's literally no one around him. All I got to do is just get it right, and you know, yeah. not throw it yeah, forward. And that's you know, it. It could have just been. It could have been that. But maybe you know. Um, but the, like the first couple of weeks of the season, the attack wasn't you know that great, and it wasn't that crisp. And I thought, okay, they've had a big break in between. Desi coach teams don't usually start that well, and they finish bang on. And so it might be trouble. But fuck me, the I don't know what they were doing in that break. Probably breaking fucking breaking distancing curfews and shit because it, the attack was so fucking slick and it was weeks ahead of where I possibly you know, dreamed. I mean, that play after, I mean, the, the tries, like that, the, the try, the second try Turbo scored running off the shoulder of Jake was just fucking sexy. Then the, but the first try was great as well. But that play they did just after half time where they ran the Turbo special, but instead of just, you know, finishing it up with Tommy just running straight through the center, he then spins out, you know, out to the right and they end up down a touchline and they just sort of put a kick through and it just got cleaned up by uh, the dogs before they scored. That was, it was fucking just, you know, tremendous. Um, what else have we got here? Have you seen the, the Monica Bellucci movie Irreversible? No. Okay. Because up until Sunday night, that was the worst anal raping I'd ever seen uh, in, in my life, but it paled in comparison. <laughs> To the, oh, really? the brutal and repeated rape that Nick Meany endured throughout this entire Have fucking game. Have I not game. shown you E-Fucked? Yeah, but, you know, you kind of expect it there, right? It's not unexpected. When you go to E-Fucked, when you type it into your bar, you expect to see some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems that your standard for the worst you've ever seen is a little bit low. I was just trying to give something commercial to people, so a reference point for the listeners, where they could, where, you know, where they could go. Okay, oh yes, I, oh yeah, that was that wasn't cool. Look, and go, oh wow, I, yeah, I know, okay. I know, Spotify are on you offering us Joe Rogan money to go exclusive. I wish, but please don't start watering down by using, you know, falsified examples. <laughs> Of shocking animals. I still can't. I mean, like, I, oh, yeah, believe me, I've clocked E-Fuck, but I still can't, like, immediately bring anything to mind. Oh, really? That's like that, that, you know, nothing that scarred me, you know. Oh, no, it's all hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Tommy Turbo, two tries, three legit assists as opposed to Ponga, Ponga assists. Yep. And um, best performance from a player this season, uh, any tied in any game ever. And it may end the season that way. The fucking such was the dominance. And it wasn't, it wasn't until this game that I realized, like, wow, like, you know, you keep talking about, oh, yeah, Tommy Turbo getting injured and stuff. Then I'm like, 
the the un the, only it only just occurred to me this afternoon the um the unsung hero development out of COVID is that we have to play our home games out of Central Coast Stadium. So there's no risk even of like fucking yourself up on Brookvale surface. <laughs> so, so this season, the COVID, the COVID season, it might be like an omen season where it's like, well, yeah, fucking shit could happen. <laughs> that is very fucking cool. Um, Garrick obviously needs to work on his goal kicking. I mean, the thing is, mate, you can you can practice that shit and remain socially distant and, and stuff. It was an eighty percent kicker last year. I mean, just fucking sort it out, mate. Yes. Um, but and the defense. I mean, when we we're talking about the preview of the game last week, I was sort of saying, well, you know, they're they're probably going to defend, you know, tenaciously, and they're going to scramble, you know, amazingly well. And any negative effects that come from the six again yep. against them is they're going to you know mop it up or at least you know mop up most of them and you know not suffer too badly. And that's where I thought it would come from. Yep. It didn't. The attack was fucking sensational. But the defensive attitude. I mean, right down to that last play of the game where the dogs were you know certain to score in the in the corner on the left, but they you know they had three guys there to, just to smash them over the over the touchline. So, um, very happy. Desius has them mentally where they need to be far earlier than I thought. So I don't know what they were fucking doing over the break, but uh, <laughs> I salute them for it. Um, I would salute you for fucking easing the fuck up. You beat the Bulldogs. You didn't beat the Knights. And you've just talked about what a garbage fucking dumpster fire team they are. So fucking, that was 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> settle the fuck down. The, you the can Bulldogs, only be, you, The you, Bulldogs and the Knights are not even in the fucking same universe of comparison. What happens in a rugby league season is... They get their expensive software from Canada. They punch the teams in there and they fucking run them through and they come out with a document at the end of the process they call the season draw. And you know what? You can only fucking play the team that's against you that week. And they did that, dispatched them with ruthless efficiency. No, I'm not saying you should have played somebody else. I'm saying you shouldn't be so proud of it. I'm saying I'm super proud of it because this is just the fucking beginning. That's a very Knights fan attitude. This is the canary in the coal mine for the rest of the competition. These dogs, we went easy on them. This is fucking going easy. Okay. When they actually have to turn up against the side, yeah. when they actually have to be switched on, then we're going to see the real fucking uh, the the real fucking team come out mm. and uh, and kick the shit out of them. Okay. And uh, and it, it's it's going to happen to your side at some point, but I think it's going to be probably more like one of these dog ones where they just treat it as an opposed training session because it's not going to be that as difficult as playing like you know. Your roosters and your raiders. Okay. And notice I didn't say the eels because fuck them too. Okay. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Doggies have no fucking attack, attacking options no, though. No, they don't. They have fucking nothing. I mean, Kieran Foran, based on what we saw from him last year, I think he will probably spark something in them. Um, but the biggest the biggest problem offensively I see with the, uh, the, the doggies at the moment is, is that – Corey, Harawir, and Naira fucked the school kid. Yeah. That's the biggest problem in their defense. Yeah, 100%. Oh, sorry, in their attack. Because that was always good for, you know, that was it was like the kick out move of the dogs. Yep. And they've just totally moved that out there. And they don't actually have another thing to replace it with. Mm. That is correct. That so, is 100% uh, correct. Unlucky pub side. Mm. Uh, Stuart Marler on the Facebook group said, shithouse defense in the second half, Manly, and it was. You let the dogs score. A lucky bounce try, consolation try. Fucking you know, hello. We've just agreed. You have enough bodies around. You don't need luck. 
Ryan in the Facebook group said, either Manly are the most amazing team in the comp and Correct. capable of goat seeing any other team. Correct. Or the doggies are on the same level of cuck as the Broncos. Well, as the little girl said, when confronted with a decision of what sort of tacos to have for dinner that night, she said, ¿Por qué no los dos? <laughs> Why not both things being true? <laughs> Uh, Ian in Facebook said, uh, the Bulldogs like Souths in the 90s. The sooner we kick them and their insulting version of sponsorless rugby league out of the comp, the better. Mm. I can back that. I mean, you need to even the competition up. You don't want to have a buy. Mm. So fuck it, kick Souths and the dogs out. Uh, Daniel in Facebook said, the Tard Bros looked great. Not physically, of course, but they played well. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a fucking hilarious moment. Uh, my boy has taken to watching footy. Okay, that's good. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, has always been okay with it being on. Yeah. But had the attention span of a you know four-year-old, five-year-old yeah. and sort of flitted in and out or yeah. got the sheets or wanted to play halfway through or yeah. whatever it was. Um, whereas now he gets his little pile of footy cards. Oh, he's trying to find the players. He's trying and- to find yeah. the players on the screen. Um, and he found Tard Bros. <laughs> And he's pulled it, and he's just started killing himself laughing. And I see he's turned around and gone, look at this guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pulled the fucking face. <laughs> and that, like, okay, when, when he sees the Tigers, yeah. like if I ask him who's playing now, he will say Tigers in decline. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know it's just the so Tigers. So he's been well coached is what you're saying. Um, yeah. Uh, like, he says dirty Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is without a fucking inch of coaching <laughs> that he's picked up fucking effort face <laughs> naturally. I was a very proud father. It was wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to beat that little cunt next time I see him. Aussie <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jag on Twitter. Fucking poor old Aussie Jag. He, here's a motherfucker who would travel to other hemispheres to support a sporting team that he loves. As staunch as they come. Fucking staunch as they come. Like the anti-chapo, really. Usually, when you are watching your team get thumped, you generally believe there may be some hope for your team moving forward. Unfortunately, not for my team. Fuck, dude. My heart breaks for you. Uh, At Swiss underscore cowboy underscore 78, Carsten on Twitter. Said, can we move the Bulldogs to Perth now? Oh, I meant Perth in Scotland. <laughs> there you go. I didn't know there was a fucking Perth in Scotland. And uh, by David in Facebook, a fairly fucking serious review of the dogs. Fuck, we're so frustrating to watch. I was so optimistic heading into the season. And then CHN and Ockenbore fuck everything up. CHN with that all-stars form instead of Dean Britt on the left edge could have scored once or twice in that first half. Ockenbore taking some big carries when our forwards getting tired would be huge too. To be fair, Crichton did hard work tonight. We're really lacking a modern fullback. DWZ can still do what he does best on the wing. Huge carries to get the set started and he doesn't have to worry about ball playing on the wing. He's a great finisher. Our young halves are still showing glimpses, but Lewis isn't a first grade, first choice half. Cogger hasn't played in eight months, so of course he was rusty. Until Foz comes back, I can't see us scoring more than two tries a game. Add in Smith getting injured and a, and being useless as a centre, Tolman taking stupid settlers, and Napa giving away stupid penalties, and we're in for a long 17 rounds. 
Hey, that's fucking a pretty good sum up. It is, and there's some doggies fans that I like and feel bad for. And others that can suck my dick from the back. Yep. But Dave is one of the ones where I think, yep, look, you know, you're not a you're not a cunt, essentially. Mm. And uh, so, you know, you deserve better. But not against my team. I hope you win this week coming up. Mm. And the one after that. That's it. But this week you had to fucking go. Mm. Um, now, overall with the round, we had the six again thing come in, the single referee. Thoughts about that? Um, the single referee thing, I, I think it worked, it, you know, it worked fine. But I'll tell you what, the touchies need to be more on the ball uh, in terms of offside players because I don't think yes. there was a single tackle played in the entire weekend without players offside yeah. on either on either yeah. side. And there were some games um, where the players were fucking camped for the entire game without punishment. Yeah. And so that kind of needs to be sorted out a little bit. Um, but if we're going to use any game as like the benchmark for the successes, the you know if the if the six again is the, it was designed to to compensate for the lack of a, a ruck referee and to, to you know rub out the wrestle by giving the other referee some more discretion and all that sort of thing. Yep. I mean the clear benchmark is that. I mean there's a, definitely a positive effect on the rest on the wrestle. You look at the Raiders versus Storm game. Yeah. Six again. Obviously, there's the positive effect from the wrestle. The storm were absolutely neutralised at that and didn't have any and didn't have any way to to you know alternate like the way that the roosters did. Um, crowd noise is another one I saw a lot of things about. I fucking love it. I, I mean, like the games that I listened with the commentary, um, it was probably three or four of the eight games, mm-hmm. and I'm totally cool with it. I mean, and then we and you know we're privy to to some of the process that in terms of how the how the crowd noise is uh, you know was administered on the field. And the NRL were presented with a more dynamic and realistic, you know, uh, proposal where they could actually have, you know, more, I don't know, situational, like a, a real high level of situational crowd noise, you know, like on, you know, for you know, attack building and, you know, try scoring and that sort of thing. But the NRL declined to, to pursue that option uh, based on price, which is fine. I mean, I you know, I get it. They got it. You know, they're under the pump at the moment particularly on their on cutting down their costs so they yep. had to do that but what they have I thought was fine I mean it's I, I'm probably a minority but I mean like based on what I've seen on Twitter but it just it just sounds like a game to me and like it just it just fills the pockets of dead air when the commentators aren't speaking and it's, it's fine mm. and not only that I mean in the mailbag we, you know we, you know coming up there's some more there's some more about that as well yes Anything else you want? Any any thoughts you want to you want to add about the? Uh... No, I I'm all for you know, the rule changes. Like I've I've been staunch on the record as saying that if if there's any season to try things or change things, this is it. Yeah, and like let's be clear, like yeah, right, it, the rugby league was not broken, not at all, at all, no. Um, and so this is not this has not fixed anything, and you need to be really you know really cognizant of the anything that comes from Channel 9 and, and Channel mm-hmm. 9 talking heads yeah. in terms of, you know, the effect yeah. that these real changes have had because they're definitely pushing it, a narrative. It meant that there was a certain style of football that mm-hmm. was played because it was effective. Yep. And what this is going to do is force people to find new styles or play different ways. Yep. And we've seen a number of different ways that people did that over the weekend to various degrees of success. And really, the only the only team that you would have expected more from that we didn't get more from was probably the storm. Yeah, they were the only surprise package in terms yep. of not adapting to the new system. But yep. otherwise, I mean, the you know the well drilled sides and the sides you expected to win won. Yes, you know, so or you know didn't lose. 
Yeah. Un- undefeated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The undefeated Knights. What a terrible fucking thought. I assume that's what you're referring to. Why would you assume that? <laughs> because. Jeez, are you a fucking Channel 9 employee? Because you're that good at reading the room. Oh, well, at the end of the day, I mean, the, the Channel 9 guys, maybe I am a Channel 9 employee. Maybe because you are. because I can read the room perfectly and say and say the exact opposite thing <laughs> that the other people in the room want to hear. <laughs> so yeah, you maybe maybe you're right. Correct. Fucking pay me, pay, pay me, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I, uh, I'm not. Sure. I think I think that that vibe can stay with them for a good couple of weeks, but whether that's enough, yeah, that's the question. That's it. Penrith need points. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give Penrith the benefit of the doubt this time. Yes, and go with them. That's it. But if they were to lose to the Warriors, then hmm. I'd no, be saying things. The uh, Storm take on the Rabbitohs at the Korean Housewife. Okay, so here's a side that uh, didn't live up to expectations last week versus a team that hasn't lived up to expectations all year. Uh, Big Nelson suspended, uh, so Welch moves to prop there. Riley Jacks comes in onto the bench, which does give them, I guess, another option uh, creative-wise. The Rabbitohs, Mitchell at fullback still. Um, Patrick Margot comes on to replace uh, Tom Amoni on, on the bench, not the interchange. I mean, think you, you would have to assume the storm get reamed, yeah, and adapt far quicker than the rabbits. Yep. And without you know, once again, we still have the suspension of um of uh, Old Sparta, which is going to leave Reynolds exposed again, mm. and the storm defensively are a team that can shut down a team that has a singular half mm. and yeah, and not a lot of creativity going on in there at mm. the moment. So, look, I'm going to favour the Storm at this stage and it's kind of just on what I assume is going to be happening from them at a coaching level mm-hmm. and what I see from the Rabbitohs there at a coaching level, which is Latrell Mitchell in the one. And I honestly feel like I'm going to struggle to respect the Rabbitohs in any contest until they bite the bullet there. Yeah, no, I can't go past the storm either. Parramatta Eels versus the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles at Wankbest. Mm. No changes to the Eels squad. No changes to the Manly squad. I'm feeling actually fairly confident in this game. Mm. This is a this is a a very big game in the scheme of the season. Very early on in it the is. season. Um, so if nothing else, it's just gr- a great idea to sort of benchmark both teams and see where they are. And there's go- there's going to be other games like that in the season as well, like when they're playing. Uh, when both sides are playing like the Raiders and and uh, and things like that, so um, it's going to be very interesting, um, especially under this new. It was going to be, it was always going to be a big game, but under this new system, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. I just think that I think Manly are just better across the entire and cr- across the entire lineups. I mean, like Moses is playing; he's playing great and seems to have assumed like a much higher level of responsibility and 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 you know growing maturity and things like that. And like Brown's a good second, but at the same time, like Dylan Walker played fucking. He's he's doing great stuff as well over on the on the left hand side for Manly, uh, you know. And he's a great second. And Cherry Evans, in under this system, he just felt like he had all the fucking time in the world to do whatever he wanted the other night. Yeah. So, um, you know, forward. I think we've got. I mean, in terms in terms of forwards, I think we've got him there as well. Um, and bench, which is you know, it's just important. So like, I'm I'm backing Manly. Obviously, I'm biased. And like and Turbo, if he put, puts in a performance like he did last week, I mean, he fucking got it all over Gutherson in every possible way. Yeah, he so, certainly does. So, manly, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a close one. I don't think it will be close at all. Uh, I think Parramatta will come out and absolutely fucking rape manly. <laughs> yes. That ain't going to happen. Because you know what the one big advantage Parramatta did have? What's that? Sell, sold out Bankwest crowd. 
take that away. Yeah. Take that away. And they are, yeah. even you look at them last year, it was their year last year. Yeah. Away from home, fucking forget about it. Yeah. Okay. Hopeless. Well, the other thing is in every game, just statistically. Yeah. And again, you, you don't go into these things wanting to be right all the time. But if you play to the numbers, you'll be right more often than you're wrong. Sure. So I go into every manly game. Mm-hmm. thinking that Effort Face is going to absolutely fucking biscuit himself and be out for the rest of the season. So I'll keep predicting it, and I'll be right eventually. And this is the game where he fucking biscuits yeah. himself and puts himself out for eight weeks. <sighs> Unfortunately not. So Manly win huge. Uh, take a picture, screen capture that, record it. Manly win huge. Cowboys take on the Sharks up at the uh, the bedpan in North Queensland as it has been dubbed. Jason Tamalolo is not there. Um, suffering bruising of the knee bone. I believe it's a one to two week proposition. Um, Maguire moves to lock. Uh, the murderous Frank Molo starts at prop. And uh, Gilbert joins the bench along with Gavin Cooper, who's returning at the expense of Shane Wright. The Sharks. Chad Townsend out with a hamstring injury. Hamstring injury in air quotes. <laughs> Young Matt Moylan replaces him in the six. Uh, Magulius pushed to the reserves. I always thought Magulius was like a better option than Jack Williams, but for some reason they fucking like Jack Williams despite all evidence that they see on the field. And Aaron Woods maintains his position as well. Jesus Christ. Fucking Cowboys to win. And, yeah, how much? Yeah. The Raiders take on the Knights at Campbelltown. Simonson replaces uh, Rapiner in the starting side on the wing. Rapiner drops to the bench. Oldfield out to the reserves. The Knights, Ponga returns. So uh, Tex Hoy is benched. McCulloch is named as hooker with uh, the injury to Connor Watson. SESE will start at lock. Glasby on the bench. Randall the reserves. Canberra by how many? This is one of these games where the Knights are going to talk themselves up as this is the type of game that this is the type of team they're going to have to play in the, you know, if, they, if they're going to be serious about the competition in, in you know, 2000. Get ready to celebrate more fucking mediocrity, Knights fans. I think get ready to celebrate a fucking beatdown. Yeah, I think they're getting. I, I don't think it'll. I think it'll be close. It'll be like similar to last week. No, for the Raiders, mm. like it'll be, and and there will be no second you know half what? comeback. I'm fucking. I can't even give you Knights fans the credit of going to games when your team shit. <laughs> Why not? They. I mean, they did do that. Not anymore. They're not. The team's still shit. No one's going to games. Yeah, but come on now. Can't give them credit. All right. I will not give Andrew credit. Right. Titans versus the Tigers at Suncorp Stadium. The uh, Titans, and this is the thing that really worries me about Holbrook because he's just chucking chunks of the team out and every game. Yeah. Like, you've got to, at some point, dude, just, I mean, I know, I know they're shit and I know they're losing, but at some point you're just going to have to withstand two consecutive weeks of it to try and figure out yeah. who's really, who's proper shit. Yeah. And who wouldn't be as shit if they had someone else beside them? Yep. So, Tyrone Roberts is named at fullback. Wasn't he named at fullback last week? Yeah. And then had to... Uh, okay. And missed out entirely. Aaron Clark starts at hooker. So, they're starting a woman, I believe, at hooker. So, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And a new bench of... Uh, Fuck, what does Pete's mum think about this one? <laughs> uh, and what have we got here? Boyd, Jolliffe, Cartwright... And young Tonomapaya comes in. That young Tonomapaya, how they doing like a, a train and fucking trial thing yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. 
You fucking come from the Storm. You're a good player at the Storm. You're the Gold Coast fucking Titans. Yeah. Make him your captain <laughs> and sign him to a five-year deal, you shitheads. Uh, Pete, Wallace, Whitbread, and Pearson are all out. Mm. Pete definitely deserves the uh, the the axe after that performance. Fucking hooky hook. Less Twitter, mate, and uh, more on the training. Yeah. The Tigers, unchanged from their winning lineup last round. Look, I mean, you know, we're being serious here. The Tigers by how many? Yeah. 30? Oh. 22. You know what? I don't think that the defense can be worse than what they faced last week. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is about the Tigers, this traditionally is the, the it's a, these are the types of games that the West yeah. Tigers lose to finish ninth. Oh, no. This isn't a final round where all they need to do is not lose no but 40. they have no but they have to they have to accumulate these losses as they should have been to wins through nine. the season yeah, to put them in that true. tenuous position yeah yeah uh but this i think the tigers are going to win by and what's this. the other thing if the titans lose this one they'll they will have gone a full calendar a year full calendar year without, without a, a win yeah crazy <sighs> and speaking of shit teams the dragons take on the dogs uh this is a real going to be a real spoon of palooza and just to commemorate the the old monday night football shit fest this Ooh. one's actually on monday afternoon Fucking um hell. The Dragons. Is it a long weekend up here? Uh, Please don't, because I would like to have fucking work commitments that stop me from watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do. I don't think we do have it, do we? Mm. I don't think. I don't think it is. Um, okay, so the doggies. Kieran Foran returns um, at the expense of Jack Cogger. That's pretty much it for the uh, the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dragons. Corey Norman goes to fullback. Matt Dufty. Gone. Well, he's in the twenty-one, but he's out of the out of the seventeen. Mm. Adam Clune comes into the halves, and I know and I know very little of of Adam Clune, but I do know that Dragons fans are extremely high on him. So whether that's like they're just reaching for you know whoever's whoever's left because Norman and Hunt are shit, yeah, or you, or if he's actually legit good. When you get to the point that the Dragons fans are, you start looking at fucking lower grades or other other comps. And you forget that people that are fucking superstars with these love heart emoji eyes, just yeah. like <laughs> fantasizing. Well, that's it. No, yeah. no one comes into first grade mm-hmm. and has the same level of impact they do in lower grades. You start to forget that when you're that shit. Yep, yep. Okay, so Josh Kerr comes in at the expense of Corbin Sims. Um, who else have we got here? Where's Corbin Sims? Is he gone too? Uh, Merrin and Luke are called up on the bench. And uh, Fui Murano is out. Trent Merrin was absolutely heroic in the uh, Anzac Day streamed game on Rugby League Live 4 <laughs> uh, with a chip and chase for a try. And I believe he laid on the winning try as well uh, to win them the game against the against the Roosters. I mean, it was, it was a, a great performance. And uh, based on that, look, honestly, the Bulldogs, I'd, it remains to be seen how many points they have in them with Kieran Foran. Yeah. I think they're going to have more than they than they did, provided he does doesn't you know bust his hamstring. I was going to say, I I don't think a situation where Foran needs to be the inspirator and the executor of those fucking points inducing plays mm-hmm. is conducive to a man with as busted a body as he has. I think he needs a team that can get eighty percent of the way there themselves, and then he can just add the finishing touches where needed. Yep, he's not getting that with the Bulldogs. So yep. I, I don't think he makes that much of a difference, as much as it pains me to say. 
My confident prediction for this game is this. If the Dragons lose, they're going to sack Mary before the next round. Yep. That's my fearless prediction. Um, so, yeah. Just going through my tips to make sure I said the same things. I tipped Roosters, Panthers, Storm, Manly, Cowboys, Raiders, Tigers, and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Okay, mailbag. Fuck, he's got a long mailbag too. You bitches are getting your, your money's worth this week. Uh, Nathan uh, said, was the game great again or is it a media beat up and now the product is back and they aren't negotiating the price down? Are they simply talking it up again? I thought some games were quicker, Broncos and Eels. Others didn't have a notable cha- no, a notable change, Panthers Knights. Interesting to know, watching without commentary, your take. Hopefully we've answered that for you, but um, whatever the media say, particularly you know, Fairfax and Nine, yeah. I'm not fucking interested because, I mean, even seeing things with the, the post-match shows and, and things like that where they started pushing these narratives from Friday night football onward. Yeah. Or from Thursday night onward. It was, yeah. it was, it was fucking, it's, it's just so transparent. Again, we've had this before. You know, think back to when they had the penalty as in we want you to adjudicate and penalise players for infringements. Yep. And and there was this outcry of, oh, the game's different. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. Yep. We'll see what happens. I don't think that it's so much a conscious thing of them, okay, we've we've uh, talked them down, now we can talk it up again. I think it's more around they need to quite obviously show uh, carrot and the stick consequences. Yep. And because Volandis has done right by them or so what they perceive as right by them, they will give him the carrot in uh, praising and talking up things that he's done. It's not really different if you look at uh, political parties. Yeah. You know, look at the media when there is a, a political situation that suits them. Yep. All of a sudden it's uh, it's reported one way and then when a similar thing happens and it doesn't suit them, they can change their reporting and their stance on it. So I think that's all this is. Okay. Uh, Chris said, uh, piped crowd noise sucks. I listened to a couple of games on ABC Grandstand. Way better hearing the hits and communication between players. Channel 9 clearly have a bias to keep it in place, getting every paid talking head on the network to support it. Also, the unnecessary PA announcements and music to entertain the, in quote, crowds. It's such an obvious fake illusion they're creating for TV. Just let it be what it is. Footy in the age of a pandemic. But Aaron uh, replied that uh, the announcements, the music, and even the flames were all actually requested by the players themselves. They said that round two was too quiet and they wanted some, uh, in quote, normal noise. So there you go. It it is interesting. Listening uh, on ABC Grandstand too is a different. It's a different sound. Like on listening on yeah. the radio, it doesn't. It never sounds even. You know, in the real games with real live crowds, mm. never. It doesn't sound great. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, that's it. And it's not surprising. No, it was requested by the players. Yeah, because for the most part, that would be a subconscious thing for them. Yep. So, and I mean, that was something we sort of were speculating about. Yep. You know how players would and teams would perform and there'd be certain players that would get up for games just because they're playing football and it's their job. But then there's other players who kind of need that that feeling of the crowd. Um, 
Ross says, uh, do you think we'll ever see the NRL played in NFL-style helmets and padding? Probably not in my lifetime, but eventually the HSC and insurance dudes will impose more and more risk mitigation on the clubs. Most cricket associations now have made it compulsory to bat in or feel close in a helmet, as the insurance companies are refusing to cover them within a reasonable cost otherwise. Yep. Um, no, I, for helmets, I don't think so, because the thing is, with these guys and the insurance guys, to impose that on the game they will first have to have scientific evidence that helmets prevent whatever it is they say it prevents. And if they're talking about CTE, we've mentioned this on the show before, helmets do not do a fucking thing about CTE because while they protect from lacerations and bruising, uh, and this goes for boxing as well and other sports like that, it doesn't stop your brain bouncing around inside your fucking skull like a pinball when you get rocked. Um, so it's they're, they're 100% useless for that, and that's the only reason I could probably see people, um, you know, trying to bring them in, because there's not this epidemic of um, blood bins and you know players getting busted open and things like that mm-hmm. that require you know that, that would require headgear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think so. Cricket, though, I understand that. I mean, cricket, you know, the well, I mean, bowlers are bowling a ball, at, you know, over 100 kilometers an hour. You know, pace bowlers, and you know that that energy then generated yep. off the face of a bat is probably, you know, adding a magnitude to that. So I can understand if you're fielding in close or if you're batting against, you know, like the new ball, you know, pace, yeah. you know, bounces coming at you. That's it. And like we saw with Philip Hughes and everything, like a small, a small object traveling at a, at a massive speed that's hitting a, a single targeted area can absolutely fucking, you know, fracture, you know, you know, skulls and hit people in certain situations causing serious injury. The other death. thing is there's been some research done uh, on – the question of football helmets. Yep. And it turns out, the data suggests that people that wear helmets are more likely to uh, not go to the same lengths to protect their head. Yeah. Uh, And this was done with American football. Yeah, and I mean, American football had to change rules because- people were actually, you know, spearing with their- With their- They were leading with their head, yeah. Yeah. So, um, when you have something on there- prevents the acute injuries, the mm-hmm. immediate ones that cause pain that you are instantly aware of and you have claret dripping down you mm-hmm. that still don't protect against the long-term ones like CTE, people don't tend to take that into consideration uh, you know, when they're playing. So I don't think so. Yeah, uh, James, the birthday boy, said, I know it's low-hanging bat, but can we just for this season call them the Corona Sharks until this all blows over? Hey, look, it's your birthday. I'm happy for that. Um, Crispy said, can the second ref come back, but only for forward passes from dummy half? Look, I think I think offside offside from the 10 is the biggest thing that I noticed. I don't think I don't yeah. think forward passes from dummy half is a huge thing. I mean, I, that's more of a touchy issue as well. Like, you know, there's plenty of people on the field I to think, see I that I think shit. that's what he's saying, that, there's, that they're just not looking for it. I would still love... I you know, didn't, but did you notice? I didn't. I didn't I notice. Did. I didn't notice like a crazy, like you know, more than usual. I did. Oh, yeah. Again, sorry. I should say what appeared to be more than usual from the angle on the television that yeah. I had. They yeah. may not have been forward. Yep. But just those ones that looked forward from the TV. Yep. Uh, I'm still a massive fucking advocate. If you've got the overhead cameras there, yeah, it's not fucking hard. To, to adjudicate dummy half. It's a lot easier to adjudicate dummy half than it is players on the run, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And they got some of those, you know, spot on. Yep. 
Was so one like did. the Sibo? Yeah, that's yeah. that Sibo no try. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Isaac says, "Is Monday night's game a losing coach loses job? Uh, game losing coach loses job? I don't know if Dean Pay's going to lose his job right now. I think I feel like there's like an understanding at the club there that yeah. you know they're rebuilding and yep. But you know they need to they need to show something. Yeah. Uh, Chris said uh, it was nice to see the Knights." Put up, put up as oh, you would use that actually. You grabbed that out of the mailbag and use that in the actual uh, game tweets, didn't you? Mm. I think it was nice to see the Knights put up as much fight on the weekend as their fans do on social media. There's, there's some angry face reacts to that one. <laughs> see, Dan said, uh, Is there really a chance that the NRL will overturn Flanagan's ban so he can take over from Mary? Jesus wept. That bloke has no business working in the game, let alone as a head coach. Besides, there's no drug in the world that would make Hunt or Norman better players. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I heard they may reduce it, but I don't. I mean, I remember reading it as a headline, and I don't know what the actual absolute yeah. cuck move. Yeah, um, Rick said, uh, "Should the laws, should the laws of the universe be t- be tested by Penrith having more than one play?" Hashtag Yuri of Cleary is most dreary. I guess that's a bomb to Edric. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, Aaron says, uh, with all the talk of the grand final possibly moving to a 3 p.m. kickoff, people have missed the most important point, how this will affect the grand final meetup. That will only leave about two hours of drinking from when the pub opens until the pre-match entertainment starts. Gladys will need to get the pubs to open earlier. For those of us who usually start at 10 a.m., we'll have to find an early opener at 7 a.m. Oh, fucking boo-hoot. Typical Tigers whinging cunt. Take matters into your own hand. Preload at breakfast. Yeah. There's plenty of hours in the day. You just got to get up earlier. Like, if you're not fucking staunch enough to have Wheat Bix and Jägermeister. Weed Bix? Then I don't <laughs> want it. That's a TikTok reference for anyone that doesn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan said, uh, Will, it, hashtag, it's turbo time, take over. Hashtag, century of DCE is the hot new trending hashtag. Or will it be resigned to the dustbin of history along with hashtag Yuri of Clear again, hashtag thinking men's team? <laughs> no, that, oh, look, honestly, that hashtag will never take off. No, never. because it's fucking shit. And hashtag century of DCE is the one. And uh, but you could go, you could, you could also, you know, you could no, also, you see, could also jazz that up and go century of Tommy T if you wanted to. This but, is uh, this thing though. It's, it's pronounced century. And for your hashtags to work, you have to say century. And that's fucking so Aussie hip hop. Century just, of DCE. No. Just said it properly. You say century, it's century. Century of DCE. I said it properly. Yeah. It's and a, it's amazing. Yeah. That, that's, and it's fucking, it's amazing and it's a hot new trending hashtag. No, it's not. So it, 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 it actually is. No. See how this works? You say, you could say that, that two people use the year of Cleary, the inventor and the, and the I, primary okay, beneficiary. I no, I get it. It is, that is the proper hashtag for him. Because it's a technically correct, yet ear-raping use of the English language, just like that socially awkward fucktard whenever he opens his mouth. Excellent. No, I agree now. That yeah, is, his- it is. It's a century of DCE. Excellent. Exactly. Excellent. See how you even spoke a bit faster then, because you're almost naturally inclined to get so much useless shit out of your mouth. For starters- You need to vocally I'm, throw a wall at people. For starters, I'm, t- I'm sick of listening to you. And secondly, I saw that it was like over two and a half hours on the fucking timer of this episode. Jesus and fuck. I'm like, motherfucker, it's after midnight and we've oh still got to do God. the members episode. Okay, so, that's it. So, See you next week. So, motherfucker, stop fucking- <laughs> Stop speaking. Stop resisting. 
and just let this fucking no, let, and let and let the century of DCE fucking take you balls deep and uh, and just enjoy the fucking ride. Um, that's. <laughs> That's full time for episode 353. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League, the Facebook community, hashtag Twill Nation. Get in there. It's on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. We're also on facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. That's where you'll find episode drops and things of that nature. Make sure you hit the like button and uh, share the shit as we put it up. Spread the word. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only $3.99 a month. That is it. You got yourselves a long-ass episode. Um, apologies to those who want a shorter episode. Um, you're welcome to people who like the, who like the old three-hour-length episodes. But uh, that's it. That's, all, that's literally all we got time for. In fact... We probably gave you an extra half an hour from what we had time, maybe even an hour from what we had time for. But uh, truly, is the eerie of Cleary. It's a, uh, it's a. Well, this episode was a century of fucking DC. It's a. Uh, we've been doing yeary long episodes, and uh, yeah, we had to, we had busted out the century today. So um, don't get used to it. See you next week. <laughs>